right, then let's do it. Welcome, everybody, to the Great April Debate, another episode of the Group Up Podcast. I'm here with three awesome guests, as always. Let me introduce them and let's discuss what has been going on in the bottom right, a now fixture of the podcast. It is Samido. Samido, what's up? What's going on, guys? I, I left Li Zhang today. I left Li Zhang. I finally left. It's been a couple of years, but I'm gone. You finally moved out of Li Zhang Tower. Yeah, well, I did. I did. The market economy getting too much for you? Yeah, it's just too much over there, man. It's just too much. I wanted, too you got to spice it up, you know. Too expensive. Well, the, t- right. the time of day changed, you know. Samino so, can only exist at night, so he's got to go to a different map at night. Yeah, that's. Well, I heard Hollywood a lot of getting, time of, Yeah, time well, he's on the map. Hollywood green screen here, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I'm actually in Hollywood. I'm, I'm, I'm in the room behind Hollywood where Tiny Overwatch used to be played, but rip Tiny Overwatch hashtag bring it back. <laughs> yeah, actually, they don't see, they don't see that anymore. I'm surprised they haven't recreated it. Anyways, in the bottom left is my man Avril, whose birthday it is, Chami. Mean, technically, in his time zone, it's no longer his birthday, but for the rest of us, it is. So I hope you guys will be sending some birthday cheer Thank now you. and in the uh, YouTube comments and stuff. What's up, I turned 13, in case you're wondering. <laughs> People like to ask how old you are. I'm like, yeah, I just turned 13 from 12, so I'm finally a teenager. Impressive. Uh, um, can finally start yeah. thinking about, you know, doing adult things, picking out his own clothes. Yeah, I mean, like, you know... The body's getting bigger, things are changing. It's just like, man, life is getting it's it's different. I'm starting high school soon. Um, I sh- I can't remember what age people start high school anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Do we but, need a birds and the bees conversation? Uh, yeah. Who wants to start that off? Who would who'd like to <laughs> be the person pass, who's pass. unlucky enough? Pass. I, I in fact actually no. I think I think we're the perfect candidate here in the top left. It's my man Fitzy here. Fitzy, what's up? You want, you want to give the talk to Avril? Uh, you know, as 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 someone who has recently turned thirty, you know, definitely, I'm I'm capable of giving that talk for sure. Uh, you know, I think Mercy has a bee skin, and oh, you yeah. know, Life Weaver is like the flower. So yeah. you you use the beam and you damage boost, and then sometimes you... a little healing, and that's that's I, how, I, that's I, how I, you win Overwatch. I heard it was an, an Ana where you just go, you know, you're powered up, get in there, and then afterwards, you know, <laughs> something comes out. So, all right. Yeah, that, then, all... you know, you're, you're powered up for a good six seconds and it's all over. Exactly. You, you kind of, you know, you throw your juice out and then it's all done. Anyways, mm. um, sus, sus, sus start to the podcast. Let's actually talk Overwatch. So, we are in the depths of season four. Life Weaver, as already mentioned, is now available in comp, and two of my guests have been. Uh, playing him quite a lot, Fitzy with uh, a, a master to plat run, and then flat uh, Samido rather doing the uh, unranked GM, which I know he has no. So not, no, neither of them have been having great experiences with life. I'm either. almost I've, a diamond. I'm almost a diamond. Same. I'm almost there. I like <laughs> it. Highest ranked life <laughs> players in the world. Um, I've had my own experience with life here. I'm sure Avril has as well, but let's start. Yeah, let's start with Fitzy. Fitzy, you're, you're kind of, haven't been on the podcast in a while. What have you I haven't. What's up? What, 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 where, where have I been? Where I know. Been? We talked about, been? we've talked about hero bands. I got to talk about all these previous podcasts that I haven't been on because I got stuff to say. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh, we'll throw it uh, out. Hero bands, you know, just real quick, just real quick. Where are they at? Come on, get them in the game. We could have Kiriko not in like half of our games. We could have like. Hanzo not on half our games. Listen, I'm always going to be hating on the Hanzo, all right? I that's love just, that. I would ban Hanzo you know? all day, just every day. Whatever. Listen, just imagine. And the best part about it, 
best part i don't I, I i can't remember everything you guys touched on but the best part about it is that it works for every rank like you know in in silver you're like god bastion man and then they're like we don't care about kiriko whatever and then top ranks like man kiriko's every game we got widow coming out on these on half these widow maps whatever like you know it's it's not about a hundred percent ban rate just it's like some of the games you know anyways i, like I digress it. i think history propaganda. repeats itself and that it would be something healthy for the game in long run blah 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 we don't have to go into it though but then someone's gonna ban somebody's one trick and they'll be upset Fuck if that is what is holding back ranked getting not having to play the exact same meta for like a month and a half then i i think that's where we can draw that line and be like all right if, if that is your only capability to play ranked then go play quick play i don't know if that's blizzard's actual defense but i'll pretend it is i'll pretend yeah i mean Usually I know people's defense it... is the there's not enough heroes listen there's not if you could remove two heroes from the game right now nothing would break the game because neither team could play them but I actually know the Blizzard events, but we will not digress there yet. We've already had a whole podcast that exactly, we, might have to, exactly. we might have to keep revisiting this discussion because it's one that never dies. Oh, Fitzy and I, I haven't been here, die. so this is this we're all just soaking it in, you know. This is this was a new tradition. Every time I bring on guests in a podcast, they will they will go over every topic that we've gone on since they were last on, just to <laughs> give their thoughts on it. And yeah. if you guys haven't noticed, by the way, you might find something unsettling about Avril's background, which is that he's actually in my room. Um, not really, but... Wait! <laughs> I didn't notice Samino didn't even notice. See, even Samino didn't clock on. Damn, I, I even offered you the room and you, you just didn't even respond. I was... <laughs> Are you still out of it? Yeah, so you were like, you put it with green screen. I'm like, do you want to be in SVB's room as well? And you just didn't say anything. I was like, okay. Uh, I didn't even hear it. Dude. I was... Wow. That tells you where my brain's at today. It tells you Holy. because everyone's eyes are going straight on Avril and his and his handsome, handsome face and his birthday boy charm, thirteen year old, you know, swagger that he's got about him. But anyways, Fitzy, how have you found comp at the moment, or just just or watch at the moment, and perhaps a word on Life Weaver? I'll be honest, you know, the past week I haven't replayed really too much, uh, so I didn't get to play much with Sombra while Life Weaver's been in comp. Uh, but I've been playing Life Weaver in comp, and uh, yeah, he is. He's uh, interesting. Um, I actually think he has a lot of potential at the higher ranks. I feel like he's kind of like the Sombra, and that like you can carry ish in the lower ranks. And then there's a point where it's like you just die fast enough before you can do anything between like platinum to masters, and then like what like where you can't carry or whatever, and then like you get more value as you get higher. Anyways. I have not got to play him up there because uh, I didn't really place in Overwatch 2 with support much. Like, I played Kiriko Season 1 a little bit. Uh, but then they've like, hey, there's Decay. Now there's not. Now there's Decay again. Okay, now there's not again. Hey, we've upgraded our matchmaking to where you're going to find your rank very quickly. So I go to play Lifeweaver. And, and the first game was, like, really close. We had a disconnect, you know, whatever. We were, we were going to win. Second game. Sombra had EMP. She got disconnected. Like, what are you going to do? It's like, ah, whatever. Second game. Really close again. And then all of a sudden, the games got really weird. And I just lost every game for 15 games straight. Now, listen, you could play any hero. You could be doing AFK, doing nothing. Losing 15 in a row. That's just bad luck. Like, I, I, you could literally do nothing. I've played Mercy Blind in one half of my games. It's just, it's just, you know, whatever. 
So yeah, I got placed in plat, and uh, it's legitimately where I'm at. So the matchmaker said, we don't know where he's supposed to be. He lost 15 in a row. Here you go. Because um, unfortunately, unlike Kiriko, you can't just like, oh, I just two-tap someone. All right, I can carry it. Like, Life Weaver doesn't have that capability to secure a kill. Um, you could survive as long as you want, but ultimately, at the end of the day, your team has to do the heavy lifting. Um, and... Yeah, that's kind of where Life Weaver's at, and I feel like the survivability... I'm I'm not quite sure where he sits at. I don't know if it's because people don't understand the value you can create with him yet, based upon, you know, you, 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 you can save two people from Shatter and put them on a high ground, and they're just like, oh, well, I got pulled up here, but I'm just going to drop down there and just run in face first into the Reinhardt, and you're like, are they just disoriented because of the pool? Uh, do they just like want to spite you and be like, no, I, I've had, a, I've had people that are like, I got pulled. Why'd you pull me? I was going to kill that guy. I had 200 HP. I go check the replay. He had like 50 and you're like, <laughs> this guy just upset at me for the rest of the game for something that they didn't even realize was happening. Um, anyways, there's my spiel on that. I think Sombra is still about the same spot, but we're waiting on the rework. Uh, you know, she's pretty good, but more value in a co super coordinated environment. People still in ranked are like, eh, I don't know. They they don't feel like they still know really how to work with Sombra. I don't know. Yeah. I had someone so ask me about what, that's a really what the tree fun experience, does. What you're saying? That's oh, really plat. No, plat. I had to like. Okay, turn the brain. Turn the brain. Turn it down. I, believe me, the down. things I have seen. Oh my god, it's honestly been great though because it's a great learning experience because i have not done an i have not done a bronze gm since literally like 2017 um and i planned to do one with the new somber rework which we're waiting on but this kind of was an unintentional like ah, you know where it plats where it starts to kind of get a little difficult in a bronze gm anyways uh maybe not so difficult but like you know the beginning part is just like ah, I'm, I'm noob stomping whatever and then you get to plat and you're like okay now we got to really figure out um and what i've learned is people aren't in voice chat but they are sometimes more willing than you'd like than you think to join voice chat. Cause I'm just like, hey, voice chat, voice, you know, you're just like a persistent, not like, get the hell in voice chat. You're just like, hey, you wanna come to voice chat? You know what? And I will say, if there's four people in voice, I can coach them to a win. Like 90% of the time, I feel like I've, every time there's four people or everybody's in voice chat, I'm like, boom, do this, do this, do this. And they're actually very receptive to uh, like that that coaching or whatever of like this is how because they just they don't have the game sense to know there's a reaper right here by himself yeah, yeah yeah nobody's looking at him if we all turn and kill him we win and and they just don't know and uh but yeah wait hold on i got my i got my list of things here hold on real quick things oh, i've he learned did he did homework things like, i've learned this. in plat overusing ultimates we all know that oh, yeah. reaper's a menace Lack yeah. of voice chat, but decent at following directions. One fight loss equals you have to swap something. Something's not working. Yes, yeah. I, 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 one kill does not mean that you just win. Like, you don't nope. have an advantage. One kill is like, no, nah, no, nah, you got you to gotta chuck all the alts in there. And Rez has a 0% chance of being canceled. So that's, that's what I've learned <laughs> like, so far. 
Well, um, it's funny because this reminds me when you were coaching me and when, you know I, I, when I was doing Sombra and I'm in Plat and you know there was so so many games where you'd be like, no, it's be okay, four v five now. You can you can rest easy. Go go somewhere else and start looking for value. I translocate out. We lose the what? We're all dead. What? Everyone died. It was supposed to be an advantage to us. Nope, doesn't exist in Plat. You know you haven't said my favorite one yet. No one resets. No one knows. Oh, yeah. it's oh one my god! Well, I, it's I one pulled them out. Fight. I'm like, you need to reset, and they're yes. like. <laughs> Yeah, like people so just like people bit. just keep feeding one by one in. I'm like, are we? No one's resetting. I was just gonna fight's gone forever because everyone just keeps dying. Yeah, and someone who can tell so have a little bit of insight, and that would be Samito. Samito, you've been doing your own journeys through Plat with Life Weaver. Have you shared Fitzy's pain? So I finally went on my big streak. I was due for today. I won like eight in a row. Um, I'm almost a diamond. My, I will say. Weaver, what I've learned about Weaver in, in low ranks is I think Fitzy's completely right when he says, like, the, the, the higher the level of team play, the better this character is going to be because I, I consider him a multiplier, right? In that he zero times one or 1. 1.5 is still zero, right? So when you have a tank that's just going down mid or DPS who are just losing every duel in abysmal spots in the setups, you're just going to lose that game with Weaver and, like, with other supports like Zenyatta or Ana or Kiriko or even Moira in their backline, like, you would be able to secure kills. Um, his damage is, like, non-existent. It's miserable. It's like, I, I barely even look for it at all, because you can't, like, I there's a clip of me, like, trying to one-clip a Mercy right in front of me, and, like, I'm right next to her, and, like, I, I'm headshotting her for, like, literally probably about a second and a half straight, and she still survives. And it's like, I'm, maybe I'm missing the one buff? or two pellets. This with is with the... the buff. This is with the buff today. I heard Kiri might have healed the tight, her a little bit. The tight, um, what is it? The uh, spread buff. It's still bad. I still think. It's See, I'm well. used to the somber damage, so like, I just yeah. know. I know. I know. Yeah. Like, none of this is worth it's it. Worth you might it. as well yeah. just be healing someone. Yeah, and and the problem is the animation time delay, the swap between heals and damage. Like, there's a amount of times where I'm trying to shoot a one HP target, but it takes me literally a second and a half to then get a de like only 65 healing off. So like, I, it's not worth swapping, which is why I heal bot a ton of the character. I will I say, I think that's the way you're supposed to play as well. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and it's just it's. There have been times where I get enormous denial value, but until your team makes a correct offensive play, it's very hard to get value on the character. The most value that I've had has been literally putting my DPS players on the leash and like. Uh, jumping into their backline high ground and pulling them to me and saying, you are shooting from this angle, do not leave. And they sit there, half of them jump straight back down one second later, and I'm uh, just like, uh. oh. And then half of them sit there and shoot. And then the, my, my favorite thing that happened was like, my guy was like, oh my god, this new hero's kind of good. This high ground spot's great. I'm like, yeah, taking high ground is actually the easiest way to get out of gold slash plat. <laughs> Literally, god. take high ground every fight and shoot in an off angle, and that's the freest plat one diamond you've ever had in your life. No one does it. Um, but what, what I've found is that the amount of brain power you, you need to have this character work is insane. Like it, you have to have perfect timing, perfect positioning, um, like really good awareness. Like there was like, I, I've denied three ults in one fight from treeing properly and peddling my team. Um, and th that's been good. Like, I, like you have to wait for, like, there was one fight where <laughs> I, on Blizzard world first attack and I'll, also, I'll show you the clip on Twitter later. Uh, we were playing Mercy Weaver Ryan, and my Ryan was getting blown up. So he hugged the corner. I said, Ryan, I'm going to pedal you. You're going to go over the top, and John Cena shatter. Shatters three. We only kill one. The Mercy Valks. We get EMP fluxed. 
right when my Ryan's about to die, I drop a tree. He survives at one HP and then a petal, and then he goes back up. So he goes down, heal up, right? And just like survives and eludes the damage long enough to get healed. So stuff like that's really nice. There's a big problem with other teammates stepping on your pedal setups, which are just essential for you to survive um, all the time, actually, especially yeah. in lower ranks, um, where they're just like, oh, shiny, let me step on this. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm dead to their Genji now because I can't double pedal, right? So when, like, you're actually able to use your abilities effectively, it's good, and the life pull can be good, but the amount of times I pull my tank out and then they just get literally, like, fly straight back in anti-dead, and I'm like, dude, what, what, what's going on up here? And then they flame me, and they make the mistake of flaming me, and then I sit down and explain to them why they're completely wrong, and then they get tilted, and then my DPS start flaming them because they know that I'm right, and then the tank gets mad and says GG bad team and starts picking hog and running down mid. Uh, That's interesting. <laughs> I have not had anybody flame me. There's been, really? like, one, no one? person, one Reinhardt that's like, uh, why'd you pull me? And, like, he was just terrible. And, well, yeah. like, one other person... I don't know if it's because I, liter I literally am, like, voice chat... I'm open comms the entire time and like, listen, if you're going to come shit talk me, you're not saying shit this entire game. You have no right. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah. if they're text chat, I'm like, well, they're in text chat. Like they don't, they don't, they it's don't a have text any chatters mostly. It's mostly yeah, text yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm just like, get in voice chat. And if they hear me talking, because there was like a May that like I pulled him like, hey, and like immediately when I pulled, I was like, sorry, that that pull wasn't for you. That was for so-and-so. But in text chat, they, you know, they didn't hear it. And so then they're like, what are you doing? Why, 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 why are you pulling me? I was like, well, you know, if they were in voice chat, they would have known, you know, yeah. you're not gonna be perfect, but. But I've been pulling a lot of high noons, right? I've pulled a lot of high noons into crazy angles. So like what I'll do is, it's, it's because the, the reality is the best way to climb on support is to make aggressive plays, right? That's what you have to do. Like you have to make aggressive plays, especially in Overwatch 2 compared to Overwatch 1, where like making that aggressive play is what wins you games. So I'm hard anchoring on Weaver in these crazy anchor spots, right? Which I think he competes for the same role as Brig, but Brig just does it better right now. I, like he's he's an anchor support, right? So whenever I get my cast, like he'll be high nooning on one side of the map and I pull them all the way across point on Blizzard World into three people and he got a triple high noon kill. And they just don't expect stuff like that. So again, it's a multiplier. Whenever you have a teammate who can use an ult in the right spot, like, you know, I would pull my soldier high ground for visor. I'd be like, hey, you're taking a pedal up top like on Gibraltar on these points. And that's when I started getting a lot of value when I actually had like appropriate, like decent response from my team and not just them running it down. But whenever they're just like running it down and not willing to work around the reaver, it's really bad, but like if you actually use it to utilize high grounds, utilize positional advantage, it's great. You just don't ever, not only do you rarely get that in ranked, but especially in anything under diamond, like I, you know, I feel terrible for anybody trying to play this character in gold and under. There's just, oh, there's, no. it's just, it's literally, I, I say this, like it would be easier to win on Mercy because at least on Mercy, you could build, if you're smart, you can build your Valk and get your damage boost. It's res is so much more forgiving than life grip because you use it about the same amount of times during a fight. And generally speaking, like, it's easier, like, the, the time frame for, to get a res off is their entire respawn time, and you won't have to react to their mistake. On Weaver, you have to be ready to react to their mistake. Like, I think that Weaver, because of the lack of his power in his kit, might be the highest game sense requirement to get value of any support right now. Of any support right now. Because Ana, like, I, I, maybe I'd say Ana because positioning and stuff, but, like, the, the bad Weavers are just probably the worst thing that you can get because you you have to have an incredibly high level of reactionary timing and understanding of everything that's going on around you to know where to set up and get value on the character um i i think he should get buffed again honestly i do i was completely wrong well okay 
I, I think his abilities are fun and creative and they have really, really high potential when played properly with the, in the right setting. But just generally right now, like his stats and his fluidity are just not good enough for him to even touch how good Brigida is. So I don't think like, he just can't compete. So I was wrong on that one for sure. Interesting. I mean, I've, I'm curious about Avril Sauce because I have two different sets of experiences of, of Life Weaver adventures, but I'm curious if you've kind of seen or have you played any Life Weaver or seen any things about Life Weaver Avril? I mean, my personal playing experience is like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say myself probably a little irrelevant. I mean, uh, I know you'd say like at the high level, he should be pretty good, but no pros are willing to really put her into any metas at the moment. Like, you're not going to see her been playing any team comps. Um, she must have been scrimmed at some stage, but I don't think she offers enough value to the team. Like, I theorize that maybe Life Weaver could have been really good in, like, a dive, uh, as, a, as, a, as a dive support, just because of long-range healing. You, you think about classic dive supports, you think about, like, you know, anything that supports a, a Tracer or Genji that helps them get their job done from range, allows them to win their 1v1s, their duels. Um, yeah, I think the numbers are, is, is one of the criticisms, like the healing is too slow, it's not enough. Damage, you guys already mentioned, is not nearly enough. Even just small quality of life stuff, like the, the delay between swapping between the, the damage and the heals, like that should be as close to instant as possible. That just makes it life we would feel slightly clunky. Um, I mean, there's potential for like some strategic stuff with the pedal platforms and all that kind of stuff, but... Uh, as far as I'm aware, just he, he he does not bring enough to the table to unseat heroes like Kariko. You know, despite all the nerfs to Kariko, she's still being played quite regularly. Even Brig gets played, even though like most pros thought Brig was nerfed. To be honest, I don't know if that's counter to how you guys feel about Brig. Because I know a lot of you guys were saying that Brig was maybe looking on paper going to be a buff, but most pros think she got nerfed. Um, and it's still really strong. So you've got a lot of supports that are that are doing a lot in Life Weaver's not doing nearly as much. Is her armor still bugged? Because there was a bug where it is, yeah. It, it they, is, fix yeah. It on, they fixed it on OPR, I thought. That's what I heard. I'm not sure. If no, I think I think the armor is still bugged, yeah. So for those who are familiar, sure. like basically the armor does not give the armor it actually should. Like it should give her more HP than it does, essentially, which it part it's of not the equation. Damage of it. Properly. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean anything else you want to add before I kind of give my thoughts, Avril? No, I just think the, the hero needs um, probably some stat boost. Maybe like uh, it, people have talked about the hitbox a lot as well. I don't know if you guys have felt that to be yeah, it's too big. <laughs> a major way for support. Why are, the, why are the pedals on the back part of the hitbox? That part I don't get. It's, uh, it's crazy to me that they would design Kiriko and then just go completely the other way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're like, no way she should have utility survivability, damage, healing, crazy all, blah, 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 skinny well, hitbox. And, also, and then they're just like, you yeah, know what? Slender's hitbox with something that, with her hands that constantly block headshots yeah. with their default yeah, stance. Yeah, yeah. And and then they're like, yeah, we messed up. Let's just give all of those to Life Weaver. Let's just, let's just, yeah. big hitbox, yeah. low damage, no survivability, no healing. Just, yeah, it was, it's crazy. You could switch I, the hitboxes and they would feel so much better. <laughs> I also think, like, in terms of design, you guys mentioned Life Weaver feels a little bit like a multiplier, is what you said, Sam. And in a way, it's kind of like mercy, but less value, because things like Res just way more clear value, way easier to pull off. 
Um, you don't have to play around your, your your teammates' mistakes, right? Like you mentioned, and that just makes life even more difficult, less impactful. When you, I mean, they said oh, that they wanted to make so was it fun when you pull it off. They, I'm is... sure, what like a good life rip. Anything, oh, yeah, anything. anything. Like you get anything. a res, you're like, wow, oh, okay, I saved them. But when you're like, boom, they got shattered. I, I grabbed that, that person. I pedaled that person. Yeah. Now I put a tree and blocked that. And then it's oh. like I'm a puppet master, right? Oh, I, have, I, have exactly. so, I have so many it's clips. Exactly. Which fits, perfect, which fits like, perfectly for Fitzy. Yeah. Fitzy's uh, archetype. It's one of those heroes where like, where like, I think you, you, you are going to suffer, especially because you guys mentioned probably not very good at low ranks. It's just you suffer from not bringing enough value to the table because you have all this utility, but it's all this kind of like team help utility that doesn't make you better doesn't make you stronger doesn't allow you to frag or doing that kind of stuff um doesn't really make you heal better it's just probably like a really weak hero for for most of the player base yeah i, I mean, think some of it still is sorry to cut you off as we no go ahead you go ahead. i think some of it still is the people don't understand what's happening like someone was i put a tree and they're like what does the tree do and you're like all right it's been it's been two weeks <laughs> oh, come on you don't how do you not want to learn that and, just then, and I'm just like, get in the tree, get in the tree, get in the tree. Oh. And you're just like, come back to the tree. I can't keep you up. And then, um, oh. and you the high ground, like you, you, it is very disorienting when you get pulled. And so you're like, no, I'm running. I'm, and you're just like, you pull him and you're like, don't move. Like I was, I had a Nana. There was a, what was it? Blade happened. I pulled her. I put the pedal, pedal platform down. We're like up, and it's like Genji can't touch us. I'm gonna just drop to the low ground. Like, what? come on, there's a blade going on. Why are you not like, okay? Because they just don't, they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand that like, if you get pulled, and there's a plat, and you just don't move because it's it, it is very disorienting. I got a question. Yeah. Do you think the? Go ahead, everybody. I, I I was gonna say, do you think the ult is good enough? I mean, maybe it's different at plat because. People don't damage you enough, and obviously the, the tree can just outheal anything at that level. But I mean, it, it feels like the tree is probably still not that good. I mean, the feedback that I've that I've heard is the the tree healing is still pretty abysmal. It's okay. It's got situations where it's good, but it's hard to compare the tree to the other support ults, which are consistently just nuts. Like Kitsune is almost always value. Beat is almost always value. Like Trank is almost always value. Nano is almost always like the list goes on, right? Like tree, it's like I've had situations where it's been crazy anchoring a corner, but it's only when their team is actually aggressing. So like best case scenario, it's situational, but it's certainly not outclassing any of the other support alts. Not even close. Yeah, I think it's that, really that's a very break still. that's a very good point that you bring, which I I think a lot of people have made this point. I think I saw Shore for tweeting something about this, which is that he his POV was like, well, people are complaining about Lifer being underpowered when he's actually maybe the first balanced support. And it's the other supports that's are kind of like, that's a good point. Kind of like <laughs> throwing, I wasn't gonna say it. I'm they're kind of throwing the the metric off. And I, I do think there's a couple points I want to make as I as I give my POV on on live people. I think that's one of them, which is that the problem we have is that in Overwatch, anytime a new hero drops, and I I actually so funnily enough, I was actually recording a call with Frido about live people like a, a week ago or something, and we talked for like two hours about live people, and then we spiraled on to like the format of Overwatch. Sadly, Frito forgot to hit the record button. So that's lost in the ether. <laughs> oh, he, oh um, he pulled a J3. He pulled oh, a J3. God. The recording didn't go through. So we had like a lengthy discussion on life here and everything. But one of the problems that we kind of talked about is that the problem with any time a, a hero drops in Overwatch, and I think this is another argument for the hero bands, is that they, there has to be two things. That, well, there's one of three options. Option A, 
the hero is so good that they replace another hero in the in an existing archetype, right? So uh, the hero arrives and they're a better brig in protecting their other support. They're a better offensive support and they replace, you know, the Zenyatta or the Ana or something. Or they're like a better enabler and they replace, let's say, the Lucio or the Mercy or something, right? Option two, they suck and therefore they don't replace the existing support and therefore no one has any incentive to pick them because it's very much like, well, we might have a life weaver and he's doing okay, but they have a Kiriko and she's doing more because her character does more. Therefore, we, we're automatically losing. That's option B. And then option C, which is what people have been hoping for, is the, the hero creates a new meta, a new archetype way of playing. That's unrealistic. Like, that's only going to happen once in every, like, so many heroes. Like, one in, one in maybe five heroes will make a new meta. So we have this problem where we're really struggled to judge the real strength and value of a hero because we're constantly like constantly comparing them to like the hero in that slot, not necessarily what the hero does themselves. Where I think Life was really, really cool. I, I I had a blast playing him, so I one tricked him for like a week when he dropped. I had a blast, you know, I'm playing quick play, I played in an alt and even in plat and stuff, I did have fun just putting my, I I I was try I did my most to manipulate my tank basically. I would just always, always manipulate them into like, okay, go high ground, go fight this guy. Like I was just like guiding them like a dog on yeah. a leash, you know, like Pulling come here, so go fight this switches. guy. Yeah, pull around like because especially because in like the plat kind of elo, people love running like low ground D tanks. So like Ramatra, Reinhardt, Roadhog. People love running the tanks that don't have mobility anyways. So you just like go up to the high ground, yoink them up, and you're like, you fight this guy right here, fight this guy. And they're usually like, see thing, fight thing. So like, oh, okay, this guy, yeah, I'll, I'll fork yeah, on yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so they go fight that guy. So I think he's really fun. I think obviously one of the problems we're having is is comparing him to other heroes that are, are doing a better job in, in comps we know much better how to play. I would argue that he, he's kind of, he's being received now how Mercy would have been received had she dropped today. Like, I think if we dropped Mercy today, yes. people would have probably been like, why would I pick this lame hero who I can never carry with? All my unranked GMs go terribly because I can't win. Like, you know, my win rate is barely, like, barely above 50%. The carry potential is so low and I got to enable these Garbo DPS when I could just pick Ana or Zen or Bap and just frag my way, all right? So, like, that's the problem. I did have an, an interesting other experience to add, though, which is that yesterday, uh, I, I queue up rank and I get this, and as soon as I log on Norwatch, I get a DM. Not healer, aka ML7. Hey, you want to duo? And I'm like, all right, let's do it. We lock rank. Both accounts are GM1. And he's locking Life Reaver, and I'm locking every other support just to kind of figure out what's going to happen. And we actually did pretty well. Like, we had like a 60% win rate. And again, in GM1, so it wasn't like we were like smurfing or anything. The way I found basically, I, th I think this is the thing about like learning how to play with and around a Life Reaver. I really think the community has to learn this. But then it's unlikely to happen as well at the same time because I I've seen, I've been around long enough and the community very rarely adapts to things. Essentially, you have to giga aggro, right? If, especially if, you, if you're if you the person who, who understands that there's a life weaver in your team and you have any vague amount of trust in them, you got to giga aggro. So me, I'm just like taking the craziest off angles I can find, like, you know, risking it on on. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I know if they dive me, I'm dead. But like, you know, ML and I are kind of on the same page where I'm like, the dive comes in. I'm almost like baiting them into like, hit me with another two cooldowns. And then I jump off and I'm, and I'm like, ML? And he's already like in the process of yoinking me, right? He's like, all right, come over here. Now I've baited the dive, cooldowns are gone. I got a good value from that spot. And now we, you know, we win that way. So like if you if you understand, okay, I've got a life here in my team, therefore my normal cycle of play can be extended. You know, let's say I'm like a hero that's based around cooldowns. 
And normally on my last cooldown, I'm out. Like, that's it. Like, the last thing, and I, I use that to escape. You don't have to. Now when there's a life weaver, you use that last cooldown for one more play. And then the life weaver pulls you out with his cooldown, and you've kind of gotten value your way. So, like, I do think, like, especially I think as a duo, he's a great hero to have a, as a duo. Like, almost even better than Mercy. Because, like, okay, Mercy's great if you're if you're hit scanning, you're going to farm. But, like, the, the scope of what you can do with Life Reaver when you have, like, a Life Reaver duoing with you is so much higher where you can, like, make... You can go on higher grounds you never could. You can go for, like, again, as Samito said, like, these John Cena shatters or something. And you have this, like, better than Suzu, get out of jail free card if you're playing aggro because you just... Your position is reset. It's not just that you're invulnerable and you're saved. Okay, I int it. I'm back. I'm safe. We, we start the fight again, right? You almost reset the fight completely. So I think the community does need to make that adaptation i know people will say oh well not everyone is ml7 no but it's a life that's how every that's how every hero starts right like every hero starts with one guy is like this is how you play the hero and then everyone quite quickly copies on and is like oh okay i'll just do that then so like we just need to set that precedent of like okay you got a life here in your team communicate with him go aggro and then like you the plays you can make are so much higher but like I do agree from probably the perspective of the life giver yourself, you're kind of reliant on your team doing that before you can really maximize your value. But if you do do that, it's really, really good. So I, what I do want to stand by my original take is that this hero has a ton of potential, a ton of potential, right? I think if they figure out like the damage to healing stats a little bit, he'll be in a much better spot. But you're like, you're completely right. Like that's when I found like a ton of value. And I like, we've kind of cooked up a couple comps just in scrims um, of like, we like places we can play Weaver, and I really want to try him. So we we tried it, and it actually worked a little bit. Um, and there's some, I, I wish I could talk about everything I know. Unfortunately, I cannot. Uh, but uh, just people are cooking. That's all I'll say. Let people cook. They're cooking, and I think give it time, people are going to get better at Weaver, and they're going to realize where he's good. Because I think he is situationally good, and in the right situation, when played properly with the right comp, he can get a ton of value. But it's not great and it's one of those things in ranked where it's like good luck good luck you got to have people willing to work around it so it's it's good but to add on to weaver's weaver's discussion something fitzy mentioned earlier um and a, a question for you guys so i what i've noticed is that it's very easy for people to accidentally like walk off the pedal what if when pedal was on the ground it had a slightly smaller hitbox so that people don't like accidentally step on it but when they do, it expands a little bit bigger than it is right now and then goes up. Or, or while it's up, it's a little bit bigger, so it's easier to not, like, accidentally go off it or, or, or something like that. What, do you guys think Put that would breakable be railings on the top so they can't, uh, oh, can't jump the off? not the breakable railings. Not the breakable <laughs> railings. Oh, God, not more of those. Uh, but just, like, once the ride, once the ride starts, the railings just come up. Like, and, okay, and yeah, something, yeah, something about Please potentially, your seatbelts. potentially having the pedals give a very minor amount of healing if you're on it or something like that i'm i wasn't sure what to think about that though because i didn't really put it in the like it'd have to be very minor if it was there but do you think that would make the character better do you think that'd be a good change or a bad change it might so, be I mean, 100 you... it's gonna make the character better right i mean okay so like so, so said... when it's on the ground and it hasn't deployed yet. Maybe it's a yeah. bit smaller so people don't accidentally step on it. But when somebody does, it slightly expands what if, and uh, then goes up. Not to make the game more complicated, but what if it was an interact key? Like, you'd have to actually interact with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to let the Weaver control it. Go it right? up. Like, let the Weaver push the button to let it go up. Yeah. Because I think, like, 
he's the one in control of it, right? So you can just have it like rather than people, because I do find that one of the hard things to coordinate is like even when you have three people, who are, okay, guys, at the same time. we're gonna jump. Yeah, it's like jumping at that same moment is like near impossible sometimes because one guy jumps the gun, the rest of you just stood there like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like nice. you're watching balloons. I feel like that. I, do, I think I think if the wave controller, that'd be the best. To your other point, Sam, I do like the idea of it giving some healing just because I think it then incentivizes people to look and use the platform, right? Because right now, people oh, don't. God. They don't at all, like, they don't, they, they get out there and like, wow, uh, their instincts are being fought against or beyond. But if there's healing, then maybe it's like, is that enough of an incentive for them to be like, oh, yeah, I, uh, the platform heals me, right? I'll, okay, I'll sit on it for, for a little bit of time. Oh, look at all the shots I can get from up here. Oh, this is nice. Mm. Yeah, because here's the thing, too. It's not like the pedal, like, the heroes that you'd play into a Weaver, like, are just, Sombra just rolls that character. It's crazy. Sombra just, like, hacks <laughs> I the haven't, oh, I haven't had the chance to play yet, but yeah. There, there's going to be somebody <laughs> on a platform. No, I you're going to stealth. Like... I know what you're going to do. You're going to stealth, and you're going to just wait for somebody to take the pedal. And then the second it goes up. No, I'm going to step on the pedal platform. No, I thought you were going to wait for them to yeah, take it. Yeah, he can it, just step on it and visit and, and then kill Life Weaver. Yeah, you can't. Oh, that is true, but you'll be detected. I, I, what I would like to do to No, you don't get like detected. To... You're invisible. You just stand on it. It but goes no... up, and then what are they going to do? Put another one down? Well, no, but it's almost like a bait. It's almost like camping a translocator, because if they take it, and you're waiting, and you instantly hack it, it goes up, and then it immediately goes straight back down. Right. So they just they just go, whoop, whoop, and they're just on the ground again, and they, they think they're going to be safe, but then you guys just die, and then they die. That's what I want to do to people. I think I mean, also, EMP also just deletes the tree, right? So I mean, yeah, like, yeah. EMP deleting tree crazy. is something I'm a little bit. Listen, Roadhog can kill it. Bastion can kill it. Well, I'm yeah, okay. But they don't delete the it. But they don't delete uh, it. They have to actually like, shoot it. I they yeah. delete it pretty quickly. It's fast, but like I think EMP. Come on, by the time you finish the cast animation, Bastion's well, I mean, it, already it, killed it. EMP should do the damage to it. I just don't think it should instantly remove it completely. What about Symmetra Wall? Sim wall? I mean, I don't know. It's a sim wall. Yeah, they can get taken down. Oh, well, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. So that is a good point. What I don't about know. Kirito? Canceling any all been. every 13 it's... seconds. Yeah. I mean, listen, don't get me started on Suzu. This podcast will go six hours, right? <laughs> I mean, but uh, obviously, I, I am a simple Sorry. Some, some of course, I have, to, I have to be no, the no. Sombra defender, right? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I have to. I have you're to... right <laughs> from a consistency standpoint. You're right. You're right. They have been buffing Sombra's. I, I'm curious to your thoughts on this because they have been buffing her ability to cancel ults more, right? Like, they've. They made Blizzard cancelable. They made a recess. Because Blizzard Amore. needed another counter. <laughs> the Amore is ca is now hackable as well. So, um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, uh, personally, it's a little bit too free, in my opinion. Even as a newly found summer sympathizer, I understood why they did not have a. I thought like, oh, Rissa's untouchable during her fortify, but then you can like hack her during fortify. So it's like, okay. But then nothing else can cancel it. But then now you got life weaver, they just like pedal platform. I think That's there was like, fun. yeah, That's yeah, because you're just like, oh, I'm just waiting. I'm just gonna boop. cinematic. That's what happened. Uh, but anyways, um, clearly they're gonna keep hack for the rework. Otherwise, they wouldn't be wasting their time testing all of these and whatever. Um, so clearly there's something internal they're testing with how they're reworking her that. They like want her to get more value from hack or EMP. I don't know. You know, where where it's like I'm not sure. What other ultimate are they gonna make cancelable though? Like is Katsune gonna be cancelable? Uh because right now Katsune really doesn't have a counter. Um and not that Sombra has to be that counter for everything, because you'd be like, Oh, she counters walls, yeah, I don't, she counters I don't think, trees. I don't think counters... EMP should just delete everything. I think exactly, exactly. 
I, I agree. Should do, I, I should do damage and then maybe just do the disable time or something. The problem is like I don't like Simwall though. Like you said, it's like okay, well, what about Simwall? Right. And it's like I mean, Nano Bash can kill it pretty quick. Yeah. You know. So like, so again, you know, Roadhog, Nano Bastion, like they they kill it relatively quickly, um, and still have some value afterwards. Um, you know, whole hog lasts for like eight seconds or whatever it is. Bastion can kill it, and then like it's really just Nano that helps you kill. I mean, High Noon can cancel it, kind of. You know, does well, a lot of damage. The the, the, the wall. Uh, uh, the, the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Barrage. I I, I have a habit of damage. Uh Barraging. Really? <laughs> Barraging the the wall. I haven't. Oh well, yeah, they're just out of position. So I mean, they're they're gonna walk yeah. forward the wall, and I barrage while damage boost. It's gonna break real fast, and then I'm ready because the sim's gonna hold me hostage with her wall and make me uh, do self damage, and I'll just die when I barrage on my own. So just get away from the wall. Oh, you used it to force the wall. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no I, no, use, I breaking just, it. Well, it depends on the situation. Like if they're like wrapping on a choke on the right map, like I'll I'll just go for barrage, but. If like, gotcha, like I got gotcha, I got gotcha. or something, and she's walling her team to aggress, I'll just go to a safe spot way up in the map, tell my mercy damage with me, and barrage the wall, and then their team's just in nowhere, like the middle of the open. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, you gotta gotcha. rotate because I just play yeah. rotates. It's fine. I mean, I think uh, uh, really, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. real quick, I, I think the part of the other reason why no one at the very high level in pro play is willing to put life weaver in any comps is because of how good Sombra is in the meta right now. Uh, there's a lot of Sombra play yeah, at the pro level. So good, she just she just um, ruins Weaver. Uh, so you're not going to bother playing Weaver when Sombra is this prevalent in the meta. So, I mean, uh, Sombra is actually in a, at, at a pro level. Sombra is in a good place at the moment. I don't Maybe she's even overtuned. I don't know. But she's, like, really picked a lot. So Yeah. And that's that highly coordinated, like, you can ping your 3 2 yeah, 1. You've got 1.5 seconds to go on somebody. So. Also, it, the important thing is that she's the only character that can enable a dive on a Kiriko. So when these Kiri Ana comps play out, like a lot of teams are just hacking the Kiri and just like making it explode with the dive. Yep. And that's that's all it is. You can kill Brig with that too. Mm -hmm. Even though Brig's shield is bugged every time. If she if she's not looking at you and you start to hack her and she puts up her shield, it blocks your hack. From what direction? Really? What like what She doesn't have to look at you. You could literally be any yeah. It doesn't it's not hundred percent of the time, but like I've I've got I've got clips whatever you go it's because her shield when it like deploys she's like got it on her side and it just like I don't know if right, it's like enormous the at the second it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like the and it's just like it's a like Winston the, bubble like around arm. her yeah that's yeah funny. yeah but yeah it's it's stupid because you're just like what blocked it because you literally if you start a hack the only thing that can block it is they if they protect their entire hitbox because like the start a hack you have to hit the center of the hitbox but for it to cancel, they have to like completely LOS you or completely, you know, get behind your shield or whatever. That's why people are like, I'm in the wall. It's like, well, the, the tendrils are latching onto your center hitbox, but like, it's like when you get slept and you know, like, ah, that's, you yeah. know, sleep me, slept my foot, you know, like you're hacking their foot, whatever. But yeah, Brig, she like, it happened, it used to happen with Reinhardt as well. Um, and they actually fixed this bug in Overwatch 1, but something they did with their shield in Overwatch 2, they're like, yeah, Giga Briga, I guess they're going to just, uh, maybe, maybe that like, she's, widescreen shield is like what deploys initially and it i don't know some weird coding but anyways yeah i mean I digress. I, no i mean this is, it's a relevant point and, and uh, what i was going to say is that while we're on the topic it might be worth discussing like the impending we've talked about the brig rework coming but the impending summer rework as well since you're here on the podcast fitzy and i don't want to be in a position where uh we invite you afterwards and you're like I didn't get to talk about it last time. So I got to recap my feelings on it. I will say, like, um, having seen the Brig quote-unquote rework, 
I'm now wondering how much of a rework the new summer will really be when it's just like we 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 said rally was being reworked, but like honestly, just the visual looks different, but like functionally, there's not like they, these ideas have already been in break the stun and you know like the, yeah. So like I I don't know how how far out from the summer existing character they're gonna go, but I'm I'm curious. Let let's actually hear Sam and Avril first, and then and I'll let Fitzy go fully on like his feelings on on the summary where guys myself, any thoughts so i don't step in okay you want to go first avril birthday boy i don't up. even i don't even know how you'd start reworking sombra and i got no i got no leaks i got nothing i got no info i'm just i i'm trying to imagine like how they would even attempt to rework sombra because are, are we talking sombra first or brig first yeah which you can do sombra first. yeah we'll, we'll do sombra first okay, and then first. we can talk brig so yeah i don't know like At the moment, she seems okay. I don't know. She seems like a hero that still needs an identity between, like, is, is, is she gearing to more towards an Overwatch 1 style where kind of the hack and with the utility on the hack, or is she more like an assassin, a hit scan assassin? Like, what is she kind of trying, trying to do at the moment? But I guess she's leaning more heavy towards the ladder in terms of act, being actual damage dealer. EMP actually feels like a reasonably strong ultimate now. I remember, like, Overwatch 2, Alpha, Beta. Sombra EMP felt ridiculously weak. Um, I'm at I'm at a weird place. I think I I'm I would even be okay with just leaving Sombra alone. But I don't. I know they're working on. It. I know they're doing something. I just can't imagine what the actual rework is going to entail. I'm actually a little scared that they'll make Sombra worse. Like Sombra will be less fun than she currently is for everybody involved. It'll be hilarious if they do a similar to Brig and they're just like our rework is that. The invis has a timer on it now. It's like that's, this that's is... what I was I was gonna get to that actually. Yeah, so. go back to one. Yeah, just go back to My the original question. release. And oh, and the health packs now when you hack them and someone takes they them, give they ult give charge. you ult charts. Like, we're <laughs> gonna, gonna get back in the thing where, where people just like spam the Farm ult pack the, yeah. the health packs. Yeah, new game God. mode. 2CP! <laughs> <laughs> you know she's really good at this temple of Anubis map now. Anyways, carry on, Sam. So, so question for you guys too, if we if get some context here, um, have they stated what their reasoning slash goals are for a Samba rework? Like, why are they? Because th my answer depends on what their objective is, right? Like, why do they want a reworker? Kitsi, do you have any? What, what, are the, what are the complaints? And like, what <laughs> what do turn. they want to do? <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and do annoying, it. Annoying, annoying. Woo! That's yeah. their. That's their. Like, we don't like that she's annoying, and it's like okay. Have you seen Kiriko? Like you go to do yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. she's there with a Suzu. Um, yeah, that that's of what I've heard has been like, yeah, Sombra's just annoying, and it's like, okay, they didn't say she was overpowered or weak. They just said annoying. Like it wasn't like you know she's pretty weak, and but she's annoying too. So we're gonna try to it you know it wasn't like she's strong and she's annoying. So so yeah, I I, I don't I don't know how they're gonna tone down the annoyingness. My, I thought the whole thing with annoying was like, oh, I'm hacked for 10 seconds with EMP and then hacked. So I was like, okay, they got rid of that. Now she does more damage. And then they're like, well, she's kind of annoying because like, you know, she just shows up and it's like, well, what, I mean, what does Tracer do? I mean, she just shows up with dive and kills you too. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I got hacked. I couldn't use my ability, but like, well, you could just be dead and you couldn't use your ability. So, uh. Yeah, in terms of the not being able understanding of what they're gonna do with the rework, um, I too am a little bit scared. I was like, oh, it's fine, but then once it wasn't out for this season, I'm like, why has it been delayed? 
what are they what are they cooking over there because maybe they've like kind i i think I, I i and i don't know maybe i gave enough pushback where i was like if you get rid of invis translocator is just terrible if you get rid of translocator invis with emp is just terrible like there's these like she needs to do enough if she doesn't have translocator she needs to do enough damage to actually get kills consistently so now she's like popping out of invis and killing you like what 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 ability are they going to replace translocator with like if they make it another movement ability it's just going to be inherently worse like imagine you pop out of invis and you shoot someone and then you're like oh let me escape let me dash or whatever like you're just gonna die um and not that but anyways if they're like oh, okay well we're gonna give her like a 50 damage bonus burst whatever like that's gonna be annoying <laughs> she's just gonna pop out of invis and kill you um and you have no say uh so yeah i don't know if i, I think they've kind of run into the like what do we do because the other thing is like if you don't have translocator how are you gonna get hacks where like okay their tank is just shooting you and then you get punished for getting shot to get this ability off so you can do enough damage and i don't know it's, it's this whole her whole kit is very yeah tough i Hello guys, SCB here. Just want to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Hub Podcast to say that if you've been enjoying this content, then please do consider supporting me directly via Patreon. It really does help since Patreon only takes about 10% of your money, where YouTube and Twitch take 40 and 50% respectively. So it supports me and allows me to keep making videos no matter how many views they do or don't get. Also, if you are really enjoying this discussion, then why not consider watching some of my other content? First and foremost, my Twitch stream where this podcast is hosted live, and I stream five days a week doing a bunch of other things as well. If you're not much of a Twitch viewer, then you can check out the SVB side channel where all the best bits from the stream go straight to YouTube in highlight format including VOD reviews, gameplay, and streamer formats such as the Fantasy Overwatch or Rank Gauntlet that you may have seen other streamers participate in. And finally, if you're sick of Overwatch, then you could check out my other channel, The Soak, which is where I do movie and TV breakdowns. And I've done videos on things like Avatar The Last Airbender, Pixar's Up, and anime like Haikyuu. So if any of that sounds up your street, then all the links are in the description. But now, back to the discussion. I, I, I feel like this is another case of the delayed balancing they're almost on where like we're always addressing problems that would then like get addressed later but then we're still addressing them so to, to sort of give my point it's like at first it's early Overwatch 2 Sombra was hella annoying right because she had like that extra I think the extra I think it was the damage was higher right and it's like I remember vividly being Zenyatta and it's just like there was like literally nothing you could do because like at least with the tracer I guess the counterpoint and I will try and be fair in this one because I like I said, I'm a newfound Sombra sympathizer but with Tracer you, you there's like determine angles she's coming from you can hear the the blinks you can kind of see the character coming yeah. right you kind of have forewarning early summer it's like she decloaks on me kiki 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 i'm zenyatta i have to hit three shots on head or i am dead 100 percent. this guy has to be a bot to not kill me right now right so and i remember like that being really annoying and it was like the chain hacking was the big annoying part right it's like the summer who just sits there on the tank beep 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 beep, beep. oh i'm hacked okay i'm unhappy beep 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 oh, oh. You know, so you're just like you're just like infuriated because like this character is just sat there and only doing this to make your life miserable. I think similar ways may it kind of feels like that a lot as well, where it's like this character just runs around, left click, which is hero fits his hero pool actually. Uh, but you know, runs uh -huh. around and just like left click in your face, and you're like, well, there's very little I can do now. Like this character is just annoying the crap out of me. But then they kind like, of address SVB is going to be like, man, Life Weaver, he's just so annoying. He's so annoying. I mean, I love. I'm a Life Weaver <laughs> sympathizer. I'm, I'm an apologist for Life Weaver, so I won't won't go there. But, um, 
So I think they changed that though, because they made the chain hacking not doable. Like they added the cooldown on the hack. So like that was I think the biggest thing. And I remember being annoyed about that, where I'm like, if I'm playing tank and the Sombra's just chain hacking me, it feels hella annoying. Now I would say like the the whole Sombra impact of a game is as less as it's ever been, right? It's like the damage isn't so lethal. The hack is, is gone before you really even know. Like most characters, my opinion, <laughs> I think it's as less annoying as possible. Samito is uh, not convinced, I'm but I'm not convinced. Uh, but go ahead. Are we talking I, annoying or or value? I think it's less annoying than it's ever been. Uh, is essentially what I'm saying. I think playing against Sombra is less annoying than it's ever been. Oh, I I, I agree with that. Um, well, because ahead. I think that like for most characters, you can now survive the hack. Like you can you can get a cooldown out. Like if I guess Zen is still a, a bit of a problem, but he has his own thing going on. Whereas like if you're playing Ana, you always will get the chance to get your cooldowns out before <laughs> or you know as soon as the hack runs out. Same for like BAP. For most supports, basically, you get the chance to get your cooldown out, so you're not like worried about death. Um, and I don't think the damage is like crazy. So like I'm I, I'm pretty. And again, I went on my summer arc, so I appreciate how hard it is to really find the value compared to heroes like Hanzo, heroes like Widowmaker, who are far more oppressive. I think in 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 their circumstances there, where they just kind of dominate the battlefield in their own way. So I feel like we're kind of we're, we're working towards this rework to make her less annoying when the need for that to happen has already gone a little Absolutely. bit. Same yeah. in the same way that like Roadhog, mm -hmm. where they were like, "Oh God, you know, I know everyone hates Roadhog. We're gonna change his hook," and then they kind of nerfed him, and now everyone's like, "Yeah, he's kind of ass," and I'm okay with it because nobody likes Roadhog. And now annoying, we're rework... annoying. Yeah, yeah. And now we're gonna rework him, and then who knows what like whether he resurges as an annoying character. And you know, these issues keep. And Brig was another issue of like, okay, well, people don't like Briggs, so we'll rework her and. Now you've kind of created a different demon. So it is a bit interesting that we keep falling behind like this, but I am curious, Sam, you've kind of got some thoughts to give. A lot of annoying heroes that I've watched is what I'm discovering. So, yeah, apparently. There's a common annoying theme game. that you guys are talking about. We'll start with Sombra, okay? Common theme that I heard there. And that was, you don't know where she's coming from compared to other characters. And then it's just do-do-do hack, and that's annoying. Perma-stealth. <laughs> was the worst possible decision they could have made for that character in season five. And I remember pros talking about it at the time. Here's why. One, it completely baits low SR players into thinking they're doing anything by running around in every single plat and under Samba where her win rates are abysmal. Every single one that I ever reviewed spends an extra 10 to 15 seconds in stealth more than they need to. What I liked about original Sombra in Overwatch 1 is that she had, and Fitzy, correct me if I'm wrong, she had a bit of a rhythm to her, right? With how your stealth timer worked and how the translocator cooldown worked. Though you could probably keep it forever now. and Because so, translocator had a duration like of 8 seconds, if I'm not mistaken, 15. right? 15. 15. And then the stealth was the stealth was about 6 to 8 seconds, six correct? 6 seconds, yeah. 6 seconds, okay. So I think was it was like 6. It might have been 8, actually. It, it ballpark, Sorry, you know, yeah, same, yeah. You know, same, yeah, same thing. So what, what that did is that created a rhythm to the character very similar to Tracer, where, like, you know she'd be coming in when she has a recall way more aggressively, blah, blah, blah. It was way more answerable. And most importantly, you know, you, you just kind of had a better idea where it was coming, and you, you, you didn't know she was behind you the entire game just waiting. Like, that's not a fun mechanic to play against. So it's a double whammy of that, in my opinion, because that's where the annoying factor comes in now, because the hack's been addressed well. I think she's, actually, she's in a good spot in the pro meta. She's actually pretty strong in the pro meta. Um... It's just when they made her have perma stealth, it gutted the character in low ranks because people think they're doing something running around invisible, and it made it incredibly obnoxious in high ranks. Now that they have adjusted hack, and I think they, if they got rid of perma stealth, 
they would have to change stealth and like they would give her the movement speed, the higher movement speed that she had previously. I think it was thirty percent, right? And now it's fifteen. Uh, no, it's like seventy. Seventy. It was something something crazy. They could give her the. But now it was speed. seventy. Then it was fifty with perma yeah. stealth, and now it's like sixty. So okay, whatever whatever it, it is, right? Yeah. You can make the adjustments, but no, no, no. I don't. I mean, we want to get it right. Um, and I I think that that was the worst change they could have possibly made for that character. And that's the I think if that you she had more of a rhythm to her, it would be way easier to understand where she's coming from. It would feel way less corny. Um, so if they want to rework Sombra, which I really just don't think they need to do, I, like I was very surprised that. Um, at this point in the game, like this is when like we want like I think she's really strong right now, absolutely, and she can be annoying, but it's kind of baffling to like if there was any reason to change Sombra, I think it would definitely be the permanent stuff because I remember when she was coming out where people were like, "Hey Blizzard, like is this character gonna be permanently invisible because that's really strong, that's really annoying to deal with in like a, a, sh a hero shooter game," and they're like, "Oh no no no, don't worry, there's there's a time, there's like it's it's on a timer." I'm pretty I distinctly remember like pros like talking about this back in the day. And then now it's just perma stealth. So I think that the most misleading thing they've done for the character, uh, for your for ninety nine percent of the audience, is the permanent stealth. And the most annoying aspect of Sombra, at least at high level play, is that you can't know where she's coming from for the engagement. She could be set up for literally thirty seconds, and what what do you do to that? Right? Like that's not you're not really able to interact with the player. Um, aside from the increased detect range, I think they gave in Overwatch too. Oh, and that's a bitch. Which, which they can, so which annoying. that could be reverted. Like if you exactly, exactly, stealth, like that would be yeah. reverted. So like you know, it would be a little bit more quid pro quo, a little bit more like answerable. So you know, I'm not really sure how you guys feel about that. I think her damage is good. I don't think that it needs to get changed. Um, EMP's a little wonky right now. Like what it just hard beats and like what hack hard beats. Sure, but you know. I think there are way bigger elephants in the room to address in Overwatch, particularly the sniper characters in 5v5, than Sombra currently. Um, so I was a bit surprised to see that. Um, but how would you, what are your all thoughts on my take on the perma stealth being the only thing that really, like, like apparently they said they wanted to do something different with Translocator. And I was like, I think the Translocator stealth interaction, I loved the original Sombra, like that rhythm to it. Like it was, it was fun. It was like a different variation of Tracer. And that was way more assassiny. Like now you're just more of a scout. And it's like, well, mm. I don't know. I think it's just very misleading design. Translocator is fine. I don't know why they're trying to change that. I think that's the part of the kit that works the best and, I don't have any issues with um in terms of what's annoying i think the stealth is annoying and i think for some people maybe the hack is still annoying the hack is the one thing where they've they've changed it a bunch and it's also the one thing that's super dangerous to change because that's like the entire identity of sombra i feel like more so the hack is more important than the stealth in terms of if you were to pick one to define what sombra is the hack is definitely way more in my opinion um it's it's and everything works together in a way like it all just kind of yeah, you know, fluid. combines together and, and it, right, it's fluid. So if you change something and you just kind of like mess with the fluidity of the gameplay, I feel like you have to then change more. It just feels clunky. It feels bad. Like so much then has to shift. Uh, it's, I don't even, I don't even know how you would start changing Sombra. Maybe the, maybe the perma stealth could go back to how it was in Overwatch 1. I actually wouldn't mind that. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, the thing about Hack as well is that, and I'll let now Fitzy go because he, he should definitely get the last say on this, but the thing about Hack now is that there's a, a very clear counterplay to it afterwards, which is that so many heroes who previously would be afraid of getting hacked, now that you get hacked and there's a cooldown on it, you you have a window where you're like immune to the summer, right? Like if you're a Sigma and you're like, I want to flux, the best thing you can hope for is to get hacked because then for the next 
five seconds or whatever, you can't get hacked again. So you go I don't with the flux. Sigma till I have EMP and then they exactly. get flux and then he just EMP and like shit. Because I remember we, Sorry, you and I, you know, you and I spoke about this, right, Fitzy? Where it was like when I, when you're coaching me, you're like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hack the Sigma. And you're like, wait, 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 because like he's gonna flux soon. If you hack him now, then you can't hack him when he fluxes. He's gonna he's gonna take that as a chance to go. Obviously, we were in plat, so he was fucking clueless. But point stands that like there's a lot of these heroes who have like a window of opportunity created once the hack is gone. So like actually, the way it currently interacts is has more room for flexibility than it ever again than it's ever had before. So. I think there's a lot more to it than people. I just think there's a hangover. I don't think the community have caught on the slow transition of Sarma to being what she is, where, again, like, the hack is being reduced and, like, the the power of the hero has kind of fallen back, but people still see her as this old, annoying, like, oh, well, the hack just completely, you know, ruins me. But I'm curious, Fitzy, what you think. Okay, I've got a, I got a couple points here. First, we'll talk about the invis. The reason why they made perma-stealth, I had, I had no problem with the... Like not perma stealth. I was I, you're like you'd like look and you're like, okay, I'm going. The translator gonna go invis and you go in and you boom, whatever. Um, but it did make a very like, I need to be there five seconds beforehand and like we have to all in on this. So like if things change, it's very hard to adjust. You know, you can't wait for the perfect opportunity. Their whole thing was like, Sombra can wait for the perfect opportunity if it's her opportunist. But they also did it to like. Oh, that's really hard for players to get. So we're going to make it easier. So the hero's more accessible. Which is always like a, eh, you know, should every hero be viable at every single rank? You know, it's impossible to do. Yeah. And, and it is it, it exactly because like. Exactly. Um, and so. Some heroes just aren't going to be super viable in every meta at the low ranks and is the same for the high ranks as well. Um, and I don't know that accessibility to the hero should be something that like, you want to be like, wow, I'm really good at that hero. I can play that hero. Yeah, I'm not in GM or whatever, but like, I can play that hero and I feel good about it because whatever. Anyways, I think they could remove the perma stealth, um, especially considering the fact that they buffed coming out of invis uh, so you can shoot. They don't need to have the hack and stealth, but the only reason why you're, I mean, the hacking and stealth is very good for canceling all. It's canceling res. Da 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 da. If they get rid of the perma stealth, I don't think they need to get rid of the hacking and stealth. But agreed. Um, and then also the fact that you come out of stealth faster. Um, like they could just make because they did nerf the hack cast time. If they reverted the hack cast time, then you could. It, if they revert the hack cast time, they could get rid of the hacking and stealth because then you're coming out of stealth faster, so you get those hacks that usually wouldn't been able to get anyways. Whatever. Translocator, I think they got to keep. I it's it's super fun. I the the call on the why the translocator wanted to get touched was she just pops out of invis, she shoots you, and then she leaves, and you can't interact with it. But it's like, well, if she's not close, then like she's dead for ten seconds or whatever. Super so, negative value if she's not up in the fight a lot. It's so as and it, and and as much as you're not killing her, like you're removing her from the fight, and like you just go go go. Okay, Sombra's not there. Um, so I think that's like a there's been a change of design philosophy of like what they've, and I think we've kind of seen that too. They don't want as many hard counters, but then they're kind of putting I don't know. There, there's been a lot of change of like 
going back on things they've said in the past in Overwatch 1. Obviously, Overwatch 2 is different, 5v5, but just like how they want uh, things to happen. Obviously, they're giving supports more survivability, more damage, more things. Um, yeah. Uh, and then in terms of... What was another talk? I can't remember another point you guys made. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think she necessarily needs a rework. If anything, touch the invis. Make it... Oh, lower... Uh, give it a timer. Give it more speed. Uh, give it lower detection radius or whatever. But she doesn't need the permastealth. I agree on that. Um, and yeah, I think I think that would help her problems or whatever. But who knows? They're not going to talk to me. I, what do I know? I can't offer anything. Let's just make up some random thing and be like, wow, this is terrible. And then they're not going to go back to it. So we're just going to... I've kind of just been like, yeah, I'm sure somewhere. I'm sure this is what we're doing. Go ahead, Sam. Flipping a coin on that one. We don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'm sure Mercy may Again, the fact that they've delayed it, I wonder. I wonder if they've been like, hmm, maybe we don't rework. But then, like, no, we'll come up with something else. And then they're like, well, she's not. And people aren't really talking about her too much, you know? Because they're like, yeah, season one, she had high damage. She had the 1.75 hack. People didn't know how to do deal with her. They see this hacked for the entire time. That's just like I'm hacked, and it's like <laughs> you're only hacked for 1.5 seconds. Like, yeah, you're taking extra damage. You're discorded. This should, but should just say sombra discorded, and it's worse than discord in terms of you know damage boost. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so so I will say in the Dez fans, like you know, it is. I applaud them taking uh, strides with heroes. Like you know, like again, I mentioned Mercy and. 100%. People are, you know, Mercy mains mm -hmm. have been frequently unhappy where they're like, oh, my God, stop changing our hero. I do applaud them being like, look, this hero is a problem. Okay, you guys aren't talking about it right now, but maybe it would be a problem later down the line. So we're going to address it because we feel like it's fundamentally bad for the game. So we're going to do something about it. So I applaud them for doing that. Um, obviously, sometimes they will miss. Uh, I, I, I don't want to spend too long dwelling on like Brig rework, but if there's any thoughts that you want to add, anyone, particularly anyone whose name starts with Samito. Um... I thought it was really funny that pe the people were like, this ult's so bad, what do I do? I'm like, guys, like, you, this is so, if anything, I think this ult is closer to what the envisioned design of Brigida was, in that she was anti-dive. You anchor a point with the character, right? And you can get a lot of value from doing that. I actually saw a lot of Nano Brig come out yesterday in, in Owl, and I thought that was hilarious, right? Um, yeah, and anybody who's trying to say this ult is bad is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, it's it's still a very, very strong ultimate. Did it break the game to the degree that we all were concerned it did? No, because Brig's mid-fight, and this is what I, I said on the podcast last time, SV, I said my biggest fear was that, like, the Ram Brawl comps, which have been really, really strong, and Ram, by the way, let's let's give a quick shout-out to the devs on that one, I think Ram ended up being a very, very well-designed Brawl tank that found a very niche spot in the game that they've tuned well. And I, I don't really see too many people complaining about how, oh, I hate playing against Ramatra. Like, he can be strong, sure, but I think that's kind of what an Overwatch 2 tank was oh, supposed to be. those people are there. Those people are there They're for there. sure. They're there. There's answers to them, though. I, th what, I find it very why do Why do people think the Brigalt is weak? Like, what's the justification for that? It doesn't do damage. It's not transcendence. No, I don't. Here's here, here the reason, Avril. Like, the ladder Briggs, the ladder Briggs, 
were used to being able to just run it down mid with rally and just run at things and flail and kill it, right? But the thing is with this armor now, because of how the regen works, where I thought it would stack with Inspire. Apparently it doesn't. I'll have to double check it. But if you lose your initial armor, you're very squishy. Right? Your armor doesn't well, start growing they... back again. So like exactly. normally when you're rallying, your yeah. armor is building while every or over health yeah. is building while over everyone's building, yeah. But that doesn't build anymore. You just get the one time increase the one -time and then you burst. all you've got is inspire. Does your does your inspire reheal the armor? Yeah. It does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anything can no, reheal. No, no. Huh? No, not, not the, the overhealth. Not the overhealth. No, no, not the overhealth. It's over base armor health. Yes, I thought it. I thought it did. I'm confused now. But so not the extra so can, that she gets from rally, though, right? The whole she thing is that rally does not give her health continually. Does yeah, but she doesn't get the extra back armor back, right? So she's she goes up to 300. I, does the inspire heal you back to 300 if you drop below? I don't I'm pretty sure so. yes. Okay. I have to double check. Yeah, it's crazy that we don't know this. It's somebody, wild that we don't know this. <laughs> yeah, somebody go test it. But that, that wasn't my point because I honestly have been using the shield so much that I haven't even watched it. I've been watching my barrier. I think keeping track of your barrier health is more important because if you're able to cycle the barrier and keep some extra armor, it does. People are saying, okay, it does. Um, but yeah, they would like you're like you'd be used to just like shield a little bit, get the over health with the inspire, and just like run it down mid with the speed so, boost and chase kills so, so that. You have to use a brain now, basically. It's it's literally stronger in every way, except if you just want to run it down. It's weaker yeah. if you want to run it down, but it's stronger in every other way. Okay, I, I get it now. <laughs> now, also, now I, just, I, now I understand why all the all the ranked breaks don't like it. Now, now I get it. So, if you... Uh, and you guys can correct me, whatever. I, I actually don't... I haven't... Anyways, if you anti-somebody and they're getting rally armor, they get the health, right? They get yes. overhealth, yes. Right. Yes. So Brig cannot get that if she gets anti'd. She can't heal herself. Whereas before, if she got anti'd, she would just be oh, getting true. the overhealth. And then true. obviously you would heal it up as the overhealth. But yeah, I've I've found and I haven't I again I haven't I haven't played a ton since the change. Um or I haven't played a lot of Sombra against her, but yeah, if she pops rally, you just EMP and kill her. Because she loses her shield and she loses her armor, and then she's at like two hundred health, and you're like well, you're not getting overhealth, and everyone else is, so I'm just going to kill it. Obviously, no, people aren't in that mindset yet of, like... Because before, it'd be like, don't focus the brig, you're not going to kill her. But now it's like, you just hard focus her, because she's there's not getting that overhealth. You're getting bashed now, so I'm biased. Yeah, there's also... There's a lot, also a lot of but if you EMP... Can't get there's also, also the speed reduction, which makes it harder for her to chase people down. Yeah, so I found that it's much better for anchoring a spot. Like, objectively, you have a massive shield with an AoE stun. And, like, people were trying to say the stun wasn't getting value. I was like, what game are you playing? Like, if you, like, at least at high-level play, like, going up against good tracers, like, if you get the stun, it's almost like a guaranteed force on the recall. And you can force the recall early. You can bat, like, anytime somebody tries to play Genji in rank, like, I can cancel ults. So, like, there's definitely a trade-off of, like, before, it was so mind-numbingly easy to get value from Rally in that you would just pop it, and the, the, it was all stats, no brain. But now, like, if you have, like, I, I described it as surgical. Like, you can play this with this Rally surgically, and it's really good if you know what to look for. If you don't know what to look for, however, it's a bit harder, but to act like it's still not valuable was just, like... And to be fair, and I want to give credit a little bit, to be fair, the armor was bugged, right? Like, there there was a bit of a bug, but I think it, it's a combination of specifically ladder breaks who never had to make the adjustment to being... Because let, let's be real, like, post-222, 
the level of brig play was so simplistic compared to goats and like actually looking for value because there was never like a hard dive like there wasn't like a hard dive meta meta and like past roll queue where brig was really played that much like it was mostly just either double shield brig which was picked for a little bit right but in goats like looking for that value bash was just so essential and knowing the timings and stuff like that about like okay they used x y and z here's the value bash i can look for oh i can body by my team here so you know there, there was you say dive. go ahead would you say that you're it's a good change then the radley change overall <laughs> what is that? i can't say i would have done it i think it's similar I, I don't know. I, I haven't come to my final conclusion on it yet. I, okay. I don't think that... I'll have to think on it more. I mean, as a brig player, I like it because I can do more with it, right? Like, my like it's like it's like I'm two sides of the same coin. Like, once you go to brig jail, you never leave, right? So it's kind of like I'm, you know, but playing against it is equally as frustrating, I think. I don't know. I, I, I like certain things about it and i dislike certain things about it i like that you have to be smarter with it i do but that's also because i like playing the character against ball because ball is really annoying and ranked if you don't have a break so it's right so you see, I yeah we'll, we'll i will let say, you, we'll i will let say, you... i think i jumped the gun a little bit on like this is going to be absolutely abysmal because in my mind the one thing that made it not as abysmal is i thought that the armor build rate also would stack with inspire and it would be separate and it didn't actually do that from what i understand from what i understand you're not getting the 15 um you're you're, you're not getting the 15 inspire plus like whatever the armor build rate was at the same time and i thought it was going to stack which it ended up not doing which helps so I don't know. Too soon to tell for me. I'll have to think about it. Fitzy, you were I agree. Raising your hand. I saw those. I saw those passionists. I was like, so she literally got her ultimate buffed in every single way, and it was like, well, her speed's lower, and it was like, okay, but I did not know that she wasn't gonna get the armor, you know, the 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 full heal, or whatever. Also, the second rally's done, she's back to her lower HP, yeah. and that and that's something else that like, what is what does rally last like fifteen seconds or ten like afterwards? It's eight. Or no, that's the bash cooldowns. Um, no, sorry, that's the, the bash cooldowns are like. It used to be permanent, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me fight this 300 HP Zen. Um, but yeah, I I think that's why a lot of people were like, oh my god, it's gonna be so broken. But they did not realize that the the had, rally had does that not happened. It would have been insane. It would. Oh been yeah, insane. yeah. I yeah. was I was like, there's once they pop that, what are you gonna do? There's, so, <laughs> there's nothing yeah, to do. Will... But yeah, the the fact that she does not that she is stronger but weaker. Um, if you focus her, I I, I think first impact is there. I will add as so well. I'm not glad that the devs did something to like as much as they buffed it. They weren't like, yeah, we'll just give her 300 HP because she needs to be more <laughs> unkillable. Um, I'm glad that they did not like. They're like, okay, that we can't go that far. Um, yeah. So I will. I think, I think they did. Oh, I think they did pretty good with it. Um, but the question I have for you guys is, what do you do? You think there are going to be other ultimates they start to make these like ultimate duration where like you know they've done valk where everything about mercy's kid is buffed during valk uh now brig is everything about her kid is buffed during valk or during during her all you know is it gonna be like when you emp sombra does <laughs> has 10 hp per second you know like are they gonna start to do these for other heroes where they're like we don't really know what to do with the ultimate on like a flat number base Let's just make yeah, them stronger beaver. for 
you go. The tree, the tree also just life grips yeah, randomly but... every five seconds. It's like you come yeah. here, <laughs> you come here. Um, <laughs> oh my the tree, the tree gets the life weaver ability. Yeah. Just starts doing life weaver stuff. He just starts doing his own thing. He becomes it's pedal like Bob. It's like Bob. pedal platforms. Sentient tree. That'd be great. Um, uh, that's a that's an arcade change right there. I would like that. I was gonna say uh, on the final brick thing. Uh, uh, I will add because I know I'm anticipating that some people are like, how are these guys gonna comment on the brick changes when they don't even know exactly the numbers? I think it's a lot to do with intuition. Like they intuitively know what it looks like, how long it takes to kill this character with what things, but they may not know the finite numbers of like, oh, it does this much for this long. Like I think that's. A mistake people make in a lot of games where they're like, how does this guy who who like cast this game for a living not understand the in minutia of the cooldown Because there's details, a million like, different numbers. There's so yes. many different numbers in well, the game. Well, we've also played the game for like six years. And so with the amount of changes that happen, you're just like, wait, I haven't really actually sat down and thought about this and theorycrafted and tested and gone in and like tested every interaction that if you're not playing the hero, you you have this like, well, wait, did it? Did it do that? It used yeah, to. Yeah, you're like, wait, it used to do that, but now it doesn't. Oh, I can't remember now. What does it do? Yeah, so especially if you don't play the hero yourself. So, But you know you've played against heroes again. You know the intuitive, like, okay, this is what I got to do to kill the hero. But um, I, will, I, 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 won't, I won't let us speculate too much longer on Sombra changes. I just want to add any more comments on current hero and balance and rank changes. Like, how have things felt for you before we move on to... Talking about Microsoft and Overwatch League. So any anything else? There was like an allusion to snipers. Sam, you mentioned like kind of the bigger elephant in the room is like sniper heroes. Great sniper debate. Reverse fall off damage. Maybe. So I want to talk. Are we are we cool to talk a little bit about snipers? Are we? Okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. So I've had a lot of jokes about Hanzo and Widow over over the years. My joke about Hanzo, that since his projectile speed got nerfed in Overwatch One, is that he's the sniper that can't snipe. Because Hanzo, don't let anybody fool you. Hanzo is not a sniper character. He is a brawl character that is a sniper, right? So like he, he in sniper maps and sniper metas, he's actually not really being played a lot. It's mostly like like if it's a sniper map, it's like Widow, Tracer, or something like that. Hanzo, as a hero, excels the most in brawl as a sniper. So he's supposed to be a sniper, but he excels in brawl. So he's a very weird character, and I would, as a, I played Hanzo, he's my most played character. I'd be okay with losing the one shot for projectile speed so that if he's going to fit into that brawl style, then maybe he needs to play a lot more like a Cassidy or something like that because the reality is one shots in 5v5 are more oppressive. I think that's the number one thing that we all kind of not missed. We were more worried about permanent dive meta right, then Sniper is just being insane. But I think that the elephant in the room, if you look at m the most frustrating parts about every season, aside from season one, which was so heavy on Lucio, Kiri, Winston, that Sni and Genji at first got his nerfs and stuff, that um, Snipers really didn't have the chance to become a parent, right? Because, like, Hanzo Lucio wasn't played that much. Because, Kiri, Kiri wasn't yeah. around, but yeah, Lucio Anna. No, in season one? Kiri wasn't released, was she? No. Kiri, Kiri For the first out, week. Kiri was first on week. First Kiri week. was on release. Kiri was on release, I think. 100%. Were you playing with Kiri She was There's definitely like the Ana. There was like Ana being Kong played in. Yeah, but like after that, the, the remainder okay. of season one, like Kiri definitely sure, became sure. dominant. And she was a dominant meta in Overwatch League and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, like Hanzo got gay kept I dive and so did, and so did Widow. Um, as ever since season two, when it was not that permanent dive meta, either Hanzo, Widow, or Sojourn, or Hog, right, have all been a very sore spot for the community. The Hanzo with the random logs across the map with one-shots, I will say, much lower crit rate than Widowmaker, so to be fair. 
Um, and then Widow on maps like Circuit is just the most unfun Overwatch. I I would rather play Goats than play against that. That's like it's it's insane. So what you do to Widowmaker, I'm not sure. I actually think Hanzo would be easier to change than Widow by a landslide because Widow's entire identity is the sniper, like which is a big like one shot. But Hanzo, like you have Storm Arrow, which already doesn't one shot. Like the archery doesn't necessarily need to be a one shot because he's only really played in the brawl situations now anyway. So it's a little bit tough, but I'm curious what you guys would think. I think removing Two Hanzo would be easier, but I, I actually think Hanzo, I don't know about in rank, but I think Hanzo does get played in, in sniper matchups and funny enough, as as kind of widow support, like hey, you wanna use the Sonic so area for me, you just so reveal some shit yeah. for me to help me snipe better. Oh, um But uh second to that is like I actually agree, you know, the less one shots there they are in the game, the better in my opinion. I mean, I was here ages ago, I remember yeah one of the main reasons i was on the great debate was because i i had a whole thing on twitter about one shots this is when sojourn was in her major one shot phase and then we kind of included mercy in that discussion because mercy was enabling a lot of one shots etc right so um my stance on one shots is pretty clear i don't think they're really healthy for this game um but widowmaker is, is such a weird hero where like if you remove the one shot i think her entire identity is gone like i don't even know what you would do with this hero if she didn't one shot it's it's a really difficult hero to to reimagine without the one shot um but i also have a question for sam in terms of widow it's like because you're saying like okay well widow can be pretty oppressive on maps like circuit whatever do you think she's generally oppressive in the hands of like just normal ranked players or is it really just like five people in the entire world that make her look really oppressive She's oppressive to all ranked players. They pick the character the game is fundamentally played different the second it's picked it's like you can't walk around corners now, I will say it got better when they fixed the matchmaking because holy Jesus, when I like it matched like oh me as a God. GMPPS player against a hitscan player that played Widow on a Widow map. And we had Diamond Challenger on our team and he played the Widow and I played the Hanzo. Like Widow's crit rate in GM is like 30%, or like Widow's crit rate on average is like between like 25 to like 30%, I think, the scoped crit. And Hanzo. too easy like, to play then? Like what? I mean, it's more so about the angles that she can hold and the, the threat of it, right? And the real problem is like the inability to interact with the character because the reality is people are like, oh, just diver. But if you think that you can just die, like, first of all, playing dive on a map like Circuit is just not a viable option consistently. Two, it's like, are we really yeah. going to act like there's not so much to Blizzard's credit because they actually balanced the game well? They gave supports good tools to actually answer dive and DPS, like cast roll, Kiriko TP cleanse across the map. Uh, Brig got a good pack buff, which I thought was very fair with the like 25 of the health being burst, right? So like a lot of more options came into dive and especially with like the map design of like a map like Circuit Royale where it's just so linear. There's no angles to go. Fitzy, you're not getting through that on Sombra very easily and it's not efficient to go. That's because of Hanzo though. Yeah, the sonar, which we're going to talk about next year in a second. Um, so I think it's just Widow in general, but I agree with you. Like I... I think that figuring out a way to make Widowmaker not be oppressive and ranked is going I got to one be more the thing. biggest challenge. Yeah, go ahead. The, the devs will face. It's, it's so hard to do. I don't even know how to do it. I can't think of anything. What, one other thing about... This is this is wonky. I don't even know if I really buy this, but I'm going to say it anyway. One more thing about Widowmaker, snipers, and range in general is I don't think this game should really enable super long ranges. Like, I feel that medium range should be, like, kind of the max range the game is played. If you understand what I'm saying, like, the range that Sojin can be effective... Is is kind of like the range that I think Overwatch works at as a maximum. 
that's what makes because like, that's like a dive range. Beyond, that's like a dive range, right? That's within yeah. Reach. Anything beyond a medium range, when you start getting into like extreme ranges, like this is ridiculous. Now, now Widowmaker skews the game because the only thing that ex that can interact at that range is another Widowmaker. That's the problem, right? So, is is the answer is the answer just to shred it, reduce the range? But then that gets like weird. It's like, well, how do you how can you tell what the effective range is? Like, you're gonna have to do some new muscle memory where like you just you have to ping everywhere to find out what your max is. It can feel really wonky. Um, but I, I don't know. This, this is the weird thing about what make it work either. I think they should try. That's the, that's the first thing they can do is actually make that fall off reasonable because her max but, damage but isn't that, is isn't that hard to tell like then if you're a water maker like how do you tell like you, you literally have to ping everywhere out. to find out what your range uh i i think that you can figure it out and here's the thing if you hit a headshot across the map like you could kind of do what ash does too so and here's gtap maybe or a dive or something but it's better than what it is right now where you just can't interact with the character here's the other thing i'd like to the question before uh, i know both me and fitzy are sitting here stewing waiting to get to the hanzo point <laughs> fucking hate that guy i fucking hate that i fucking hate that guy but um this is a problem across all FPS games. Like the sniper issue always comes up. Usually, it's handled by map design. Um, the problem is we have maps where you have fucking seventy meter range, and it's like there's nothing you can do, right? Like that's the problem. Like there are maps where Widow's played, but you know you can get to her. But it's, there's a whole separate discussion I want to have about maps. I don't think we have time for it in this podcast. And I, I'm kind of increasingly coming to the feeling that I'm actually not a fan of maps forcing hero diversity. I'm actually not a fan of them anymore because I think too often we end up in a spot like this where it's rather than actual hero diversity, it's just this is the only comp you play on this map or you lose, GG, go next. So I'm not a fan of that, but I do want to let Fitzy... I'm just going to leave that hanging for now and linger for another podcast, but I want to let Fitzy have his say about the whole sniper situation. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. One quick thing. Another thing that they must change with Hanzo that is not consistent with the game, which is why it's so annoying... The fact that sonar arrow does not tell you if you are detected is just not a healthy mechanic bonkers, for the game. Yeah. That is such an easy fix, and I think that leads to a lot of the problems. It's like, am I sonar? Am I not? And the buff they gave him in season 10 to sonar might need to get changed because it used to be a 20-second cooldown. Then they made it with a longer There's like duration. a two-second downtime or something crazy. Three-second so like, downtime? It's sonar, crazy. It's a 12-second cooldown, and then the sonar lasts for it six lasts seconds. For five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seconds, like the five to six seconds so like it used to be a 20 second cooldown and it lasted for like six or seven seconds so there was like a long much longer interval of downtime and that is just uh, it's just not healthy especially in 5v5 Fitzy. okay i got a few points reverse fall off damage for hanzo listen so, i don't so want do the sniper jumping at me to kill me that's not listen if do i get points like right anyone who doesn't know what that is like, what is reverse explain it? Fall, and reverse not crazy. Fall. Like, not crazy. Like, he has the lunge to counter it, right? So the whole thing is that, like, you know, here's where you're at. Here's the target. If Widow's shooting here, you know, you get beyond that, it starts doing less damage. Well, I'm thinking, like, when you're right here, you're doing, like, half damage. And then, like, right here, you're doing full. So, like, he jumps away and hits you. Cool. But if he, like, is point-blank range jumping through a Winston shield to snipe you... That shouldn't do full damage. That's my take on that, of, like, something they could do for Hanzo, of, like, you know, his downside is, like, oh, he got dove. Okay, he can jump back and full hot hit you. But, like, I don't know. Obviously, me on Sombra, I'm getting point-blank range. There's, like, the matchup is, like, 95% Hanzo. Like, <laughs> if you're fighting against an even-ranked, like, there's no chance of killing him. And whatever, you know, the same thing with Kiriko. She's hit skinny, whatever, blah.
one thing that would solve all this is hero bands. All right, moving on from that. Uh, because any, I mean, you like you play on Havana. It's like boom, we banned Widow, and then in Pro Scene, and I, I are they doing bands in Pro Scene? No, no. Why they want Why? to? Why they want to? The cats Why? aren't picking hero bands anymore. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no. That's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, I'm, I'm sorry cat. to. I'm sorry to go back to hero bands once again. You start the game. You're arriving at this map. The part where you have 15 seconds to select your hero, instead of 15 seconds, you have 5 seconds, okay, you have 10 seconds to select a band, and then 10 seconds to select your hero. So it's like, 10 seconds, select your band. Everyone clicks one, it randomly picks one for your team, randomly picks one for the other team, boom, select your hero. Neither team can play those heroes or a band, blah, 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 moving on. I won't discuss. I, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> Anyways, you play on a sniper map, People ban Widow. If they let the whip, if they're like, no, don't ban Widow. I want a 1v1. Then they're like, sure, both teams want the Widow duel. Both have a respectable Widow player, right? You both are like, don't ban Widow. If the other one doesn't, then it's like, okay, they probably have enough ego to like reasonably 50-50 the Widow duel. Sure. But then when there's those times where it's like, well, they got a Widow player, we don't. All right, this is great. Like, there's, there's so much limitation to how you can interact. Now, I will say, I will say something I don't think I have seen explored is Sombra getting in position and Kiriko TPing in. You just insta kill the widow. She she comes in, flink flink, she's dead. You ha you're like, I hey, I see you thinking about it. Think of think of like Circuit Royale. Huh? Isn't the carry just make it out of position then? But you kill Widow, and then your whole team shows up and kills him. It's it's not a worse trade generally. Probably not. Well, maybe it, it depends. And e either way, like the widow has grapple to get away. The Zen not if you hack her. The bat drones. It's a tough. But, it's a tough reaction. I mean, that's it's not quite, really a, that's not really an answer, though, is it? That's not really an answer. To the, what? To the and, then and then you're problem. stuck on a. It's, it's not a widow that's a dancer. No, but Anyways. it's not a reliable Anyways. answer to be like, we're gonna Sombra and I'm gonna coordinate with my Kiriko to TP on we on me to kill the like you know that's not a reliable answer to the hero. Anyways, carry on with your other points. <laughs> um, what was the other one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they can really remove widows. What I mean, they can. They can make her 150 HP. Whatever. Like, just make her more, <laughs> like God. weaker. Uh, but I mean, oh if, that's, God, if that's what it takes, you know, like, like, this... at what point do you get that? Um, to I... where she's like, you when, can when you're done, with I think her. I have a solution. Just have yeah, May one shot her. No, I'm just going. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, the more I think about it, the more I think legitimately the range is the issue. Because yeah. I, that is what caused the biggest frustration. Because, again, nothing else interacts with Widow at the extreme range except for another Widow. Maybe a Hanzo if you just throw logs in there. But, like, they, even they're not really... They you drop can't really help you. Too hard. Um, exactly. So so here's here's another proposed change. I've just been cooking in my mind while Fitzy's been talking. Um, you could actually change the scope in multiplier. Not the damage multiplier, but, like, the zoom multiplier on the scope. Such that, like, it's harder to get, you know, a zoom in at long range. So, do you know what I mean? Like, you can reduce the range via what the scope and multiplier is in terms of how, like, how zoomed in you are. So, it's, you can't actually snipe effectively at long ranges because everything's too small. Um, as well as adjusting the actual damage fall off, that'll force what make it to be playing at more of a medium range rather than the long range. And at a medium range, more heroes can actually interact with it because to respond to something you said earlier svb about how snipers are handled in other fps games first of all uh they're balanced by risk reward due to the cost of snipers if you're if you're buying a sniper in valorant or counter-strike 
It's the most expensive gun in the game. It's huge risk reward there in terms of economy. Um, but beyond that, those types of games and Call of Duty as well, it's balanced by the fact that every other player can interact with the sniper basically at any range anyway, because you can still one tap the sniper with an AK or with whatever, you know, you can still outduel the sniper with a, with a rifle at, uh, at basically any range by, because the time to kill is so fast, right? Um, well, the map is never that far range, right? The map is like the, you're always within the range of the AK. Is the is the yeah. point? No, right? but there's no, there's long ranges. You can find super long ranges in, in Counter Strike and Valorant maps as well, where like snipers dominate. But the, but the point is, it's like even at those ranges, if you're if you are good enough with a one tap rifle that can like one tap headshot kill, you can beat the sniper. Technically speaking, so it still feels more fair. Whereas that just like that does not exist in Overwatch at all. You literally have to play another Widowmaker. The only thing that's close. Is like a Hanzo, Ash can't Aldeal at that range. Yeah. Um, I, I I am still debating whether I think the Widowmaker one-shot should be removed. And the more I think about it, if you remove the one-shot away from Widowmaker, isn't she just like a clone of Ash? Yeah, Don't you, you just have like Ash you, you have to let her keep and That's just dumb, right? I think you're right. I think you're so right about that. I think they need to make the range more reasonable. And on the subject of like how snipers are balanced in other FPS games, I want to tip the hat. And, and take a look at how Warzone used to do it and how Call of Duty would do it and that there's a couple things that would balance one-shot snipers like Widowmaker. One, the fire rate, right? If it's a one-shot headshot, right? The, the fire rate of the sniper generally is lower. Two, the mobility, which Widow has a ton of mobility with grapple. I think Widow's mobility is actually better than Hanzo's to get out of a full dive because Hanzo leap is decent, right? But like Widow grapple can take you like way farther, way higher up in the air. Well, you know, um, I'm not saying one's objectively better, but she just has a very good mobility option to just elude a dive. Um... And then the third one would be like fall off damage or uh, bullet drop. With, with Widow not having bullet drop, I think the big problem was I think they just, I think you're just right on the money. I think they just, when they tried to give her the fall off damage, the range was just, they just got the numbers wrong. And if they tweak those numbers, I, I, I do think Widow has to be able to one shot. I think Hanzo, because he, again, like he thrives, like he's so good in the brawl comps. Like Hanzo, like even. Like I love playing him against goats. Like he was, he was so good against that because the dragon's great for displacement. Dragon's just such a bad old. Like if they're not playing brawl, dragon's just a bad old because it's just good for splitting and zoning. Um, but the main comps I think we've seen him get played and get the most value in, where people are the most annoyed at him, is those brawl comps where it's like, oh, I don't know if I sonar, especially with one tank, or if and against ram brawl too. Where, like, with Rhine Brawl, when it was traditionally Rhine Brawl, like, Rhine was able to walk with his shield more and there would be more shield up time. But with Ram, his big brawl is the Nem form, where there's no shield. So the whole backline is vulnerable to one shot while brawling, right? Which we never really seen before. Again, shout out to Ram's design. I think he's a really fun character. I hope to see more mm -hmm. tanks like him. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're just on the money for the range. I'm okay with giving Hanzo stay more prog speed and taking away the one shot. Or something of the sort, right? I, I think yeah, um, he, Hanzo would not lose his identity like Widow would if he took it away. Yeah, I do. I, I think Hanzo, Hanzo is different. Hanzo needs to lose the one shot. I think that's annoying as hell as well. I think he should I be like a projectile. Annoying, annoying. If it's taken from Sojourn, if it's taken from Sojourn, and it's taken from Hanzo, so, and it'd be, I think it'd be better for the game and get like, I think there are ways the, to make Hanzo still be fun and unique. The only problem I have with aggressively reducing Widow's range is you have to reconcile how the gameplay feels so it doesn't feel clunky and and, and the yeah. cognitive dissonance that exists for widow is if your zoom in range is still really long it makes it feel like she's a long range sniper but then it doesn't marry up with the range it's like you're like what the hell i'm shooting at long range but i do no damage so you have well, to adjust the range 
what what i'm saying is like you have to you have to in terms of the feel of the character which is this intangible airy fairy thing ash is a greatly is, is a great designed uh sniper in my opinion because she doesn't one shot but she feels good to use and, and the zoom in range feels fair like you, you kind of get like a a good visual indicator of what you think her range might be just based on what the zoom when you scope it on ash right they kind of got to do that with widow like whatever the desired range is whatever the optimum range you want widow to play in that should be how far you scope in in terms of the zoom and not like the whole damn map i think that's that's what it needs to be i think you can reconcile the di cognitive dissonance between like she feels like she should snipe really long range because you zoom in too far versus bringing her you know range back and you reconcile that with changing the scope i got an idea okay. yeah go ahead if she gets shot it automatically unscopes you oh that would be awful <laughs> though that was just annoying what if they made it what if they made annoying. it like, annoying what if, annoying, annoying. <laughs> what if they made it Imagine so you're like, if you get you're about shot, to shoot someone, you do like, and you do like half damage. You get shot. If you get shot within the last second, you do half damage. How about this? Wait, question, question. I feel like people would hate this. Scopes way? I I don't know. I don't think, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> oh, this is Call of Duty? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like this is I got one, I got one, I got one. I like rewarding we, players adequately, but. How about, how about, how about we make it Team Fortress 2 and she has a dot? It just appears on the map. <laughs> you can yeah, see where she's looking. Yeah. No, no, I mean, no, no not, not a mini map. Just like, just like, like I don't lit, know if you guys like... have played TF2. No, I've not but, played TF2. Like, well, when the sniper in TF2 is, is scoped in, um, his red oh, dot flare? can be seen on, like on... a laser. No, it's not... Yeah, it's like a laser, but laser. But, it's, but you don't see yeah, the laser. You just, see the, you just see the dot from the end of the laser on a wall. So you can see where he's aiming. Because if you can see a dot on the wall, you know he's looking there. That would be a good change, honestly. I, I think that would be helpful. Um, I well, mind. I mean, I, I, do I you know... Do you, do, too, it just, it'd be bad. It'd be, it'd it would be... She would just like, be, oh, I'm looking over here. Flick shot. Well, but also, it's like, when I'm peeking that first corner of Circarel, I fucking know the Widowmaker's looking at me. It doesn't help me. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help, help me shit. Yeah, it doesn't help me jack shit. Oh, it helps a little. Uh, it, just, it gives player... It's it's the same It's the same thing as, like, the problem with Sonar Arrow not telling you you're detected, right? It's like, okay, like, at least I could... That's different, though. You don't know he's... in the game that's, that's different. That's me. different. I think that's different. I I, 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 I agree that it would thing. be helpful. I've got a feeling they've got a Sonar Arrow. Because you can Sonar <laughs> a spot that protects a flank. You're not checking for a Widow make her checking a flank like you sonar on us on an off angle you're not thinking the hunter staring at the off angle so you can't like you you flank him but he knows you're flanking him that's the big difference i think the Widowmaker, you're I like it's, 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 for me it's about just letting the player have somewhat of an idea what they're going up against so that they're at least feeling like they're playing overwatch but you i don't know, think like, it would make a big enough difference though like compared to sonic I'm like okay i'm that not would help saying him. it's going to be a huge difference i'm saying that yeah, like yeah. at least that there's direct there's something in the game that lets the player actually interact with the character Right. And that, yeah. oh, I at least can see where they're looking. And I'm not saying it's going to be super impactful, but like, I don't see a reason why that shouldn't necessarily exist in, in a 5v5 game. You, you just yeah. don't want to make the game too annoying for the Widowmaker player, which is why, like, reducing her health more or like yeah. sway are, or honestly, stuff like that just makes, just makes the good, gameplay ass. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No sway. No sway. But if you, if you make the, the damage range reasonable, like on the fall off, you could even revert the health because if she's in a diveable range, like, exactly. You know, I think, yeah, I think one of the 200. reasons why. And that actually might get her more playtime, right? You know, so I, I don't want to gut Widow's playstyle because some of my favorite moments in the Overwatch League, like Link Server Soul Dynasty Season 1, like, that's fun to watch. And as much, like, I hate Widowmaker. I hate playing against Widowmaker. She's my least favorite hero to play against in the game. But at least I can acknowledge that she should have a spot in the game for players who love playing hitscan that are insane with aim. They should be able to enjoy that. So it's, it's, 
I think it's it's a very it's a very fragile fragile uh it's a tight it's a tight rope to watch what's the word? dude my sayings have been so bad recently i gotta up my game i've fallen off svb my analogy <laughs> your analogies aren't yeah, it's, a it's a tight rope it is a tight rope. Yeah, yeah 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 we'll, we'll leave yeah i mean there's yeah i mean this is one area you can't envy the devs because there it is a problem yeah. but there's no obvious solution to it like there's sometimes yeah. you're like oh just do this but this one they, they'll have to get creative with it so this is one an actual rework would be would be needed. Yeah, ironically, they haven't really mentioned it, so I would probably say for anyone hoping for it to happen, considering it takes them like three to four seasons to rework any hero, even if now they were to acknowledge they're going to rework Widowmaker, it'd probably be like season seven or eight before... Season 10. Even... Season season 10, Hanzo got his rework in Overwatch 1. We're going to season 10 this season, this game. Hey, I loved 9. I loved 9. That was great. Yeah, that was hard somber meta, wasn't it? That was the first... <laughs> what did they do to her? I forget and then, what it was. And then... Brigida happened. Everything yeah, Brigida changed happened. when the season ten was Brigida. Fitzy, okay. you were the you were in the eye of the hurricane that season, man. You were oh man. <laughs> okay, so we've kind of talked a lot about words. There's a couple of extra things I want to talk about just quickly. I know we're kind of approaching what we said we would uh, take, but let's let's head over to quickly. I think this one will be handled quickly. Then we'll head over watch like afterwards. The Microsoft acquisition news that uh, for those who haven't been following, that they basically UK has moved to block. Uh, the current Microsoft acquisition basically on the grounds of uncompetitive. Again, that issue that keeps cropping up in this merger of like, well, if you give Call of Duty to to, to Microsoft, is is the game over basically? Is it too much domination in the gaming industry for mm -hmm. one company to have? Uh, so I'll take it to Sam first. Uh, obviously, this is kind of bad news for anyone who's hoping for the Microsoft takeover of Activision Blizzard. Um, but yeah, how do you read the situation? I'm bummed. And I'm bummed for a couple reasons. One, the main reason I'm bummed is because that put the, this company in a state of flux for a year and a half in which a lot of stuff towards upper management probably got held up due to the, like, the impending acquisition. Like things, things objectively became slower because of it, right? Now, if it happened, like the amount of resources that could have happened, like I, I would have loved to have seen what, by the way, like this deal's not 100% dead, but most likely it is. When this happened, like most likely this deal is just not going to happen because there is a time limit on like whether or not the acquisition can happen. So I, I would say it's incredibly likely that this deal will not go through, which I'm bummed about. So I'm bummed that we kind of had a year and a half of like, well, what's going to happen with the company? Because that definitely probably slowed things down. I, that, does it have anything to do with why we haven't heard about PVE? Maybe. We don't know. Um, I, I just think it would have been very healthy for the multiplayer games. I think I was really excited to see the ecosystem that uh, Microsoft would create with Game Pass. And I think that it would have been very fun to see a lot of the titles that I love playing be at the centerfold of the, our, I think, without, without a doubt, the biggest gaming project ever really taken on like in the history of gaming. With like that, the amount of titles that Microsoft like, would have collectively owned would have been a bigger ecosystem, which was their goal to kind of control that ecosystem than anything we've ever seen in gaming. And if they did it right, it could have been revolutionizing. It would have been really fun to see happen and unfold because um, I love this industry. I love the games, but I'm just a little sad. You know, I'm just a little sad, um, but hopefully I would not rule out a company like Apple coming in now or something like I like there the, the, a buy very oh. much still could happen. You never know. There's these guys like Amazon probably wants to get in there. Apple wants to get in there. Google probably wants it because Google tried with Stadia. Remember Google failed with Stadia. It just didn't work. Right. So and they don't have the distribution problems that Microsoft has to get the deal shut down. So I wouldn't rule off the table another buy, but this one's up in smoke, unfortunately. I gotta I got to ask, I I I I don't understand something about this this whole the UK blocking it. Does 
does does does every country get a say? I mean, this is, Blizzard's an American company. Does like, do they have to answer every country out there? Like, what the Vatican City In decides? That, you know, we're not we're not happy with this. Pope Francis is like, no, we don't want the Blizzard deal. Like, it's so so every region Blizzard operates and has to agree to this or what? Like, what? Yeah, if they're operating that, that how country, that works? they have to operate by that country's law, from what I understand. Like, do you remember there was the big loot boxes issue in the in in Europe? Uh, in what was that? 2018, 2017, where like loot boxes were getting outright banned or something. Um, and there was like legal issues with that. Or I don't, honestly, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not gonna pretend to be. But from what I understand, like if if it gets shut down there, that's a significant significant setback. Um, and I know it directly affects the distribution in their area. Like, I think if, if they shut it down and they tried to, like, go with the acquisition anyway, maybe they, like, Call of Duty just wouldn't be available in, in the UK or something. I don't, I don't know what it would be. I think like, it would Jesus affect how, how Microsoft is able to run their business in the UK effectively, basically. Like, it would be yes. like the UK saying, like, we we don't tolerate your business in our, com in our country because it's, like, anti-competitive, basically. Like, it's unfair practice. So I think that would severely hamper all their business in the United Kingdom. And obviously, like, with Europe, it's easier because most of Europe is in the European Union. So, like, if you pass it through there, you've kind of got the clear on several of the major yeah, markets. Like, you have to go through so many countries. Yeah. At least it's not every single country in the world. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, Brad, you, you have to go, you have to get everyone's blessing. Like, you no, again, I think if you don't care. I think if you didn't care about the market, you'd be okay with it. But obviously, losing a market like the UK would be... A big blow to it'd be, it'd be massive. To, That'd be a big to both. Big and also, I think there's a, there's a chance that it causes pre a, a country like the UK can cause precedent, right? Where if the UK blocks it, then you know the rest of the European United Union States. will be like, wait a minute, like they're blocking it. We we should block it too, right? So like it it kind of creates a bad. If it was some like I don't want to roast any particular country, but if it was some like uh, irrelevant country. I don't think anyone would care. But I think because obviously the UK has soft power, then uh, it's a problem. <laughs> Those plat countries. Yeah, the plat, hard stuck plat countries. That, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, any thoughts, Fitzy? I don't know if you've been following this or you had any thoughts. No, Shrug? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Is there, is there like a, a way through? Like, a surely, you know, there's a, there's a way for the oh. UK to be like, you know, maybe that's okay. I don't, like, what oh, is, an, I don't understand There's what the an appeal is. process. It takes you back to the same court. Since 2019, there has been seven other deals similar to this one that have gone back to the appeals court. All seven of them have been shut down, and only three of them made it back in the room. So Microsoft has said they're going to try, and like they're willing to concede more, basically asking what's going to happen. But from what people, I, I don't, yeah, a lot of talk. The main talk in in the big the big banking and the big investment companies is that this deal will not go through right now. I mean, I think the biggest problem to touch up on something I think you said, Sam, is like. So it feels like some things are in limbo and just waiting because the deals come. It's like, well, we're not going to work on this. We're going to do this because, like, I mean, the deals around the corner, right? So, kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, well, and it, it still feels like they. I mean, if they're going to go through the appeal, how long is that yeah, going to take? I, how long? How long go, going to be in limbo? Yeah, there is a time limit on this. There is a time limit on the deal, and I think it actually might be approaching. I'm not sure what it is, but this is this might be a good segue here um, because from what I've heard behind the scenes from some of the Overwatch League players is that they, they've heard down the grapevine or whatever that like it feels like some things got slowed down because of the deal impending because I think the reality is like that, that's just real like there's that this would be like it's an 80 billion dollar acquisition like the company was going to change massively from it right like it's a big big deal. So I, I don't I don't know, but maybe we can use that as a transition out. Yeah, no, it's a good segue. It is a good or, segue. Uh, I will I will add because I think a lot of times people ask this question like, why do you guys care? Like, what does this matter? Obviously, it changes the hierarchy. 
obviously we've kind of said it on the podcast and may as well say it again fuck bobby kotick and anything to get that fucker out of you know out of the meddling in overwatch would be great for overwatch and again the resources of microsoft would potentially be helpful for Overwatch as a franchise um and all its extraneous for parts much like overwatch league and resident shill employee avril is here to now uh promote <laughs> the overwatch league Paid actor, as we yeah, are, we're I all paid. paid. We're all, we're all getting paid, our thankfully. checks. We're all getting our checks from Blizzard Entertainment. So obviously, um, that's happening. But by the way, the, the response, yeah. the response, really quick, the response to that question, by the way, like, why do you care? It's like, I mean, easy response, like uh, drama news. I mean, just, <laughs> just stir the pot. Like, who cares? I mean, just something to talk about. It's what always do you mean, fun to cares? see too. It's always fun yeah. to see. Like this, this would be the biggest acquisition in gaming history. Like this is, it's literally history in front of us. Like, like people are going to look back mean? on that deal. Yeah, well, it's like. What, I don't even understand that question. Like, it just seems like a stupid question. What do you mean? Who cares? What? Well, anyway, that, that that'd be how people be, Avril. I'm afraid that's how people be. They're like, why you're not what? talking about you're not talking about the interaction of Ryan versus this guy now. Well, this is not relevant to Overwatch. Okay, anyway. <laughs> this doesn't uh, help me win rank game. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Overwatch League. So I confess, I did not catch it yesterday, but everyone by everyone's metric, it went really well. I saw the production. The production values looked awesome. Yeah. Um, and the games were apparently really hyped. So, Avril, do you want to tell us a little bit about what was happening yesterday? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. You check some screenshots out there, or I should just tune in today. I think the games will be starting. Uh, they might, they might, broadcast might be on live already right now. Uh, I have to check the timing on that. But yeah, there's a new studio. And yeah, it is live. They're doing Watchpoint right now, they're doing a telestration. Um, they have a, a really sick, slicky, slick looking studio with, with like an actual desk. Everyone's in person, um, high quality production. 4k is back as well, which is really hype. Shout Drops work straight away. Out. Yep. Drops work straight away. I think last season, there was a whole problem with the fact that drops weren't in on the broadcast for like ages. Drops are just here from day one. Um, and the, the quality of the games. I mean, we got a five map banger to start out with, with shock and versus Toronto. So. Everything's looking good. I'm on later today for the East region, which will be debuting way later, like like over another 12 hours from now. So that's not coming anytime soon, but it will be later today. It'll be the birthday cast. Um, so things are looking fun. There's going to be contenders teams in the Eastern region this time around. So there's an actual, when you talk about Path to Pro, there's an actual direct Path to Pro. If you are just some guy, you're playing contenders, you can actually make Overwatch League this year. Like the actual Overwatch League, not just pro -Am. That's so you so could good. you could you could legitimately win out like there's an actual pathway Crusher, of no, playing through contenders Crusher and winning 99. the entire Overwatch League. Yeah, Crusher, Crusher sixty nine. Where you at? Like that yeah. version. So do you want to just elaborate on a couple of things because I think again, as myself, so someone who hasn't followed closely, and a lot of people will be interested but not have followed closely. Obviously, there's a situation with the Chengdu Hunters and and them basically oh, yeah. not being not being there right now. <laughs> Uh, so do you want to elaborate like what do you have any idea what like the sentiment is over there and, and also just like yeah how, how this kind of contenders thing came to be because that's not how it works in the western regions right no well let's, let's start with Chengdu so to declare up any rumors that actually has nothing to do with the NetEase China deal everyone thinks it's got something to do with the whole whole like oh there's, there's no Overwatch in China anymore Chengdu Hunters is owned by Huya which is a streaming platform in China there's a bunch of different streaming platforms in China it's not just like a monopoly like Twitch here um and Huya is like they've they've done really poorly over COVID, and they've they're kind of if you look at their stock price, it's plummeted. So they are like losing money hardcore. So this this company Huya is like going bankrupt nearly. Uh, so I don't know if, if Huya is going to be around for much longer, and they like legitimately can't feel the team. Like you can imagine Overwatch League, which is like any esport, 
is the bottom of the priority list for this company that's it's trying to legitimately stay alive so is this this is not like just some company that doesn't care anymore like no this company is like potentially going under so it's a totally different circumstance and actually has nothing to do with um the the whole netties publishing deal in china so that's one room to clear up uh but it does mean that they don't have a team it does mean for the first time we're operating on less than the maximum number of teams which is 20 currently um and because there's only six teams based in asia and the other 13 teams are based in north america you need to sort of even up the numbers slightly to make it more competitive and to to make it i don't know like a, a better broadcast and a better better tournament environment they've allowed contenders teams to enter the fray this year and that's how how the contenders thing came to be to round out the numbers from six to 12 in asia in the east region um, there's actually an australian team in there as well who might make owl this year because six teams from from contenders will make it which is an absolutely crazy thing so that's well so good that's I, really I great that's so good. i think that's really great for the game like i you know i think most of us want it to be competitive to be a path to pro as everyone has you know kind of thought about since the start and and this sounds like exactly that they should do that in na too or they should find a way I know the pro am so good, but uh, like, just as as so like as your resident contenders player, I guess. Um, but it, I have seen so much talent that, I mean, look, Sugar Freeze in the league for the first time like this year, right? This is his first year. That dude has yeah. been crazy since he was fourteen, and he's been able to play at that level for that long. Like, it, it's such an amazing story to be able to see like just all these contenders players that like grind path the pro that perform well against out teams. There's every year there's been several contenders teams that would take out bottom tier out teams every year. It's happened. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen again. I might kind of it already has happened. right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, look, look what just happened with trick room in the shock. You can't tell me that wasn't fun to watch. That was crazy. You know, they're infected over there emoting, right? And we've seen this guy play NA ladder since he was 12. There's clips of him putting out LFTs for a plat team, right? Like that's the whole, to me that's what the story of Crusher ninety nine was like you know it was the you can make the, the overleague like you can do this right I and mean, this is this is back when Jake and Rockus were on the Today Show mm -hmm. talking about it people were like oh my god what is this and this is like right when Fortnite's happening too so I think Overwatch League finding a balance between the franchises and getting contenders teams in and out for reps is just a much more especially with a fast no Avril correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't want to say a faster turnover between players in, in esports compared to like traditional sports, but an earlier and lower barrier to entry. Like, because the difference between like physically between a, say, like a 15, 16 year old kid compared to like a 25, 26 year old NFL player, there's no possible way that, uh, you know, a kid physically. could be able to play in the NFL. It's impossible. But in esports, yeah. like, again, how old you are doesn't matter. What you look like doesn't matter. Where you're from doesn't matter. Like we can all make it happen. So I think it, like being able to actually take advantage of that and having more people be able to compete at a higher level if they're capable of doing so, even if they're at a younger age. Um, obviously, there's like you know the, if they're if they're minors and working and playing professionally, that's obviously a conversation yeah. they need to be had with their parents, et cetera, et cetera, with all the due diligence done. But if everybody's okay with it and the kid can handle that responsibility and it's actually healthy and it's something they want to do, I don't see why not, right? You know, I had my first job bagging groceries when I was 15, 16. I can handle. It. I set the world record at a Kroger for the fastest aisle clean of all time. I was speed running it, man. <laughs> you know, like you know, I was grinding Minecraft at the same time. So. 
you know, it's I, I think it's something special, and I, I think that that could be esports big big in is that hey, like this is what makes us different, and like especially with Overleague with all the talent that's come through contenders, it's just so sweet to see that happen. I'd love to see more of it. That's I love it. I love it all. They, hey, they reduce the they reduce the age from mm -hmm. eighteen to seventeen as well as in terms of limits. They actually allowed a few players to enter. Ironically, uh, Sugar Free turned eighteen this year, so the year that he <laughs> turned eighteen, they reduced the age to seventeen. Even though that guy's been waiting since he was like 13 or something like that. Yeah. That's hella unlucky. Unlucky yeah. for him, but he's, he's there anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm curious, Fitzy, if you, have you been at all following the Overwatch League or have you got any interest in it? Overwatch League, I have not. I have not been no. watching. But I mean, that... I have played the professional realm, but I was also 18 when I did. So, Starcraft. Um, but, but, but StarCraft, they like anybody could compete. Um, there yeah. were kids showing up that were 13 playing an MLG uh, when ML I don't know, is MLG stuff? <laughs> I don't know if was it. I, I can't it's remember what he was in Poopot or whatever, where they exist now. But um, yeah, I mean, there were there. There's kids now that are you know old enough or older, um, but they were showing up with their dad and you know playing at 13, taking out these Korean pros. Um, and they're still around in the scene in StarCraft. Um, again, I, I don't really follow the professional. Yeah, there have been there have been like but... I I think Rainer was fourteen and he he started competing. Sarah was sixteen and he was winning tournaments. So like, yep, these elite players um, are competing and he's so sports. yeah. Going going from definitely going from you know StarCraft where it was anybody could beat any tournament. Like there was no rules for age to Overwatch League where it's like oh they have to be eighteen. It was like eh, I don't. And again, I you know I I'm not laws and all of that whatever like that that's not something that i had to personally deal with and like figure out uh, because by the time i was professionally competing um i was already 18 so it didn't matter um but yeah i mean i think anything if somebody is capable to play that level then and everyone you know you go to the doctors and it's like who's signing for you oh it's the parent or legal guardian like can you do kind of the same thing uh, obviously, doctors different. I mean, I don't. That's terrible. That no, terrible. I mean, no, no, <laughs> my, no. But, but you know, somebody signing there. for you of of like, legal. My my lame. You, know, you, you go to... rock climbing. You go rock climbing, and then it's like you have to sign a waiver. Yeah, you know, a waiver, maybe. right. My layman's intuition would be that because it's a formal contract that Al gives you and not just prize winnings, that's what makes it different. Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's a, a contracted. Yeah. So like that's what, as opposed to just winning prizes in a tournament, which sure. is uh, kind of opt-in, but. Yeah, I mean, is there anything that you that would bring you back? Have you ever been interested in Owl? It's it's, a, it's interesting as a POV uh, of someone Twitch. who's if it's on Twitch, you'd watch. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I have on not Twitch. watched it. I have watched it so few on YouTube because <laughs> I I now to be fair, I am not somebody who spends time on like I don't watch YouTube videos in general. Like I'll like oh let me Google some search something. Okay, I watch a video. I don't like let me go to YouTube and go down the rabbit hole like whatever. So I'm not on YouTube. Whereas Twitch, I'm like. Oh, let me see who's streaming Overwatch. Oh, Overwatch League's on. Okay. It's, um, YouTube had an opportunity to really bump up Al, but they just, they did not do what they needed to do. It's it's a better, and I'm, I've been streaming on YouTube for six years now. It, uh, Overwatch League belongs on to, honestly, you know what? I don't think they should sign an exclusive contract with anybody. I think they should multi-stream to every platform. Multi-stream. I, 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 and this is where I think, I mean, okay, you have these, I don't know, whatever. Uh, you have these people that, you know, are like, hey, I'm going to go stream on Facebook. No one's no one's trying to go start streaming on Facebook. If you have an established base, you're not like, I'm going to just go to Facebook. Like, you're getting paid. That That's why you're doing it. YouTube was 
probably the same thing and that's fine but like you have to understand that the growth you're killing you're trading your growth for the game for money and you can do that but like you need to do something with it to continue like how long do you want this to go on um and yeah i mean as avril said earlier of twitch having monopoly obviously it's not a strict monopoly but you know pretty pretty strong yeah, compared monopoly. to or watch league on kick yeah or watch league on kick when i yeah. joked about that i i went into flats of the stream and he was talking about that stuff he's like yeah i should stream everywhere i'm like dude i wouldn't even mind if they started streaming on twitch and rumble and everything they just fucking put it everywhere but like it's the debate between you know do you maximize viewership or do you take the guaranteed money and um the guaranteed money pays for salaries you know like there's and there's that's, and that's in the guaranteed fine money and that's fine, but clearly things like, you know, you'll go, I'll go, even though I don't play Dota much anymore, I, I'll have like two weeks I play every, there was a huge patch, oh my god, it was, it's like, yeah, the patch, patch is really it, cool. it, there's like a 14 hour video of like explaining everything in the patch, of like, <laughs> you think, I, I see these Overwatch patches, I'm like, oh, yeah, Dota, <laughs> yeah, um, but anyways, they, you know, the international happens where, I, I don't know how their whole tournament thing works, but like, there's tons of money involved from just like the community just paying for the game to do like it'll it'll do itself the community is there you just have to let so, them do it i don't know i dota uh, go ahead Fitzy, sorry go ahead i was uh, just gonna say i think the localized regions of like the whole thing was like there's gonna be a this city and this city and you're gonna go in person and we're gonna go and then COVID happened so it kind of just butchered it um in terms of like Hey, we're gonna go in person and watch this in an arena. Like, I would have done that. I, I haven't. I haven't yet, aside from uh, uh, BlizzCon. Uh, but I feel like that just hasn't. You know, teams didn't travel or whatever. You know, they they kind of. And I don't know. Maybe they are doing that now. I I haven't really paid too much attention. No, but no that's what traveling. I was looking. Do what? No one's traveling. Yeah, and that's what I was looking like. That's gonna be so cool. Like. They're just like basketball teams and football teams where they're traveling and, you know, people travel with them and whatever. Like, people clearly do that. And in the U.S., I mean, I'm assuming the same elsewhere, but um, obviously it's different. You know, soccer is more dominant, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, they, I, was, I was excited to like, yeah, what if they have a Cincinnati team and I'll, I'll go down there and watch? It's a local thing. I want to support the local thing. And then like, you're going to be on the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I was like, if Cincinnati, I'm gonna be trying to get on that 100. Um, percent But being able to go see them in person and stuff, like that's what I was excited about, and yeah. then that didn't happen. So I will just just uh, in terms of the franchising. Sorry. Yes. Continue. No. No. It's it's all good points. I was just gonna add to the Dota context. Like they will see the way they do it is that they will offer a battle pass specific for their international and everybody who buys it is contributing to the prize pool and it's always like the biggest prize pool in esports like it's like ridiculous oh yeah i don't even know what it is now it's like but every year millions. it's more yeah it's, hundreds of, it's insane amount so again it's like something worth investigating these are all avenues worth investigating for like i mean i'm sure the devs have thought about it. i'm sure they're not you know they know what's happening in other games too so I'm sure they've thought about it, but it is like these things would be great <laughs> because. Wait, 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 wait! Look, look at Avril's chair right now. Yeah, Avril's chair it's is invisible. not my chair. <laughs> Imagine if I also left now. It's just be like I just oh, yeah, leave do it, it in. Do this. it, do it, do it. Do it. Just, like, we just do it like this. Just like yeah, do it like yeah, this yeah. now, and it's just like now it's just two Avrils. Um, wait, is your room green screen in, right now? His too? is inverted. His is inverted. No. Wait, is that your actual room or is that? A yeah, green this screen? is legit my room. What do you mean? <laughs> 
Samit is still stuck. Know. He I'm still really doesn't understand is. what's going on. We covered this in the first five minutes, Sam. What's the question? Come on, like, we've, we've talked confused. about this already. I can't tell if SVB's room is also a green screen that he sent you the image of or not. I'm living a lie, man. I don't know. Like, it's, it's the two of them Are you together, sure you're capable of playing life? What if it's actually my room and SVB stole it? No. This is a VTube, actually. I'm actually like a white dude from Cincinnati as well, actually. This is also a VTube. Listen, our Cincinnati, we know how to do beer over here. That's what right. I'm about. I was gonna, no, I, mean, I was gonna respond to the Dota thing real quick mm -hmm. by saying that, like, first of all, we know Overwatch players love their battle passes, so you know they would, whoop, they would dig that. Mm, another <laughs> battle pass, I'm sure they would love that. Now, I think, like, in a, in a, in a, I would love to have something like that because I think it would work. But at the same time, I don't know how much the Overwatch audience would jive with that because. There's a part of me that that legitimately believes that if Overwatch slash Overwatch League tried a battle pass that was esports related, just by the way, Riot has these things as well. Um, you would you would get some Overwatch casuals coming in with with takes like, "Oh, Blizzard can't afford to fund their own esports; they're trying to get the fans to fund it." They'll, they'll say something stupid like that, even though Valve and Riot literally do it. But this feels like the Overwatch audience will immediately latch onto the negative angle. Who cares? Overwatch, okay. I'm gonna say it. Overwatch competitive is very casual compared to like Dota yeah. and League. Yep, it is and, like just the general fan base and people that play. Like Dota's okay with like, wow, this is a pub samba hero, but watch the pros do it. They're great. Like they don't care. They're like, man, this hero is not working for me. Like, yeah, naturally some heroes are gonna be bullshit in lower ranks. Like, anyways, but that's that's not talking about esports. That's talking about just like in general, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, esports is in an interesting place right now. I'm not trying to turn this into like an esports podcast, but like you, there was an interesting article that came out from John Needham. Um, I think he's he's basically the president of esports at um, at Riot. And one of the key things that no that was written in there that was uh, super insightful was like they identified that demographically a lot of the viewership that they get for the Riot esports products um, come from players who have a high interest in wanting to watch esports. To try and improve their own gameplay like part the, one of the core reasons why a viewer for league of legends might watch a league of legends product esports wise is because they want to climb ranks it's like a primary motivator um and i when i look at the overwatch audience i'm like man i just ranked is like not even the primary population a like quick play was, was way bigger than ranked right am i crazy um, I don't oh, it's know. Not even close. It's like seventy percent quick play to thirty percent on PC. I just feel like I just feel like I just feel like Overwatch is so casual. Like I mean, I'm, I'm th I look at that statement for for League of Legends. Like man, I wish we had that Overwatch. I wish more people were interested in ranked, interested in competitive, and would watch a competitive product to try and improve their own gameplay. But I just feel like that doesn't describe the Overwatch audience at all. I don't, and I, unless the Overwatch wild. audience, that's good and bad. Like you know, obviously. Some people are playing Overwatch because they didn't like the Dota environment. They didn't like the League environment of that hyper-competitive, like, Overwatch is naturally more targeted towards more casual and kind of everyone getting their friends together and playing. And that's great. Um, well, and obviously... Okay. Clearly, if you're in GM, you're competitive. You don't, you know, you're not doing that for that reason. But anyways, we won't get into that one. Um, but, shit, I lost my train of thought now. Sorry, buddy. Me. No, I Sorry, mean it, that Overwatch it's a, players are casual. Was, was a, it's was it's a relevant it's a relevant point to make because I think this is a wider. I mean, we kind of vaguely touched on the last podcast as well when we were talking about like Google Trends and Sam. I know you're a big fan of Google Trends and just like Overwatch kind of 
it's back like it's back to being below like Apex and Valorant. I think r roughly is keeping in touch with Apex when like there's a new season or something, but beyond that it's definitely being outperformed by Valorant and Apex even when we're ostensibly in in a reboot of the game we're only 6 months in, but part of that is I, I is part of this I think is that it's it's audience is different to those games. Like those the audience of those games are are looking for a more hardcore experience. They're looking for and they're being at the front of the door, I think they're being sold a more hardcore experience. I actually think this is what I, I my I have no basis for this other than intuition, which is that I think the devs are kind of catching on to this. That the and this is a, a lengthy side topic, but hey, fuck it, well this will be our last topic. Um, I think the devs are catching on that the like Overwatch Two FPS esports project has failed. Essentially, I think they've kind of caught on that like the what they sold Overwatch Two failed which is, is like, a strong word. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm clickbaiting it. I'm clickbaiting it. I'm clickbaiting sure. it. Give me, a, give me a, give me a snappy title here, Avril. Um, which is that? I think the the thing that they sold it as, which is like, hey guys, we're going back to our roots. We're an FPS game. We're gonna. Okay. I remember Aaron saying all these things in interviews. Like, we're going back to cater to the to the hardcore community. Want to make sure we give them like a, a game that you know really feels like a shooter. You really have power to t turn the game and blah 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 blah. It was it's like a call to arms to say, hey, hardcore community, return to us. Like we're gonna like. We're gonna make this the game you want it to be, and then I think they've they've tried that and they've like looked in. They're like, you know what? Those guys aren't happy with us anyways. Like they're still not happy with us. They are not. They don't like the changes we make. Like that, you know, we're trying to find this balance, but it's not working for them. So it's not gonna work for them ever. Like we're never gonna get it to work for them. Let's just veer back and be the more like, hey, this is a fun game. It's kind of a MOBA. It's kind of a uh, a shooter. It's kind of in between. You can play whatever hero you want with it. You know, with whatever skill sets that you have. And then when the PVE comes up, I think it'll kind of round the picture off where we're like, okay, now we're really there. This is really a game which is like, hey, come here, play, have fun, play with the story. But yeah, don't worry about it like a hardcore, read the 14-hour patch notes uh, for this to understand what the hell is even going on, right? It's, it's a lot more like user-friendly. And I, I do think my intuition is the devs have caught on to this and that's where we're going. That was the point, or not the point, uh, what was it? When I said devs were kind of changing what they were going back on, it was like early on, they're like, oh, we, you know, we're kind of simplistic. Like the fact that we don't have numbers in the game, that you could go to a hero gallery and be like, let me look at Somber's numbers. Oh, she has hack, disable an enemy. And it's like, where's the numbers? Give me like- For how long? Cast time, duration, what it, you know, like whatever, range, everything. Cancels by damage. Like they could do that. They clearly, I mean, the numbers are coded, right? Like they have them clearly. The, we have the wiki outside of the game that gives us that information. Why is that not in the game somewhere? Doesn't have to be in the front. Doesn't have to, like, just, and it doesn't matter. Obviously, like, you know, maybe we would know the Brigida changes if they're in the game where we can read in between. Side note, um, I'm, I'm going to keep taking things from Dota because competitive. Imagine you could go right now, you launch Overwatch, and you're like, I want to watch somebody play whoever. I want to watch somebody play Sombra. And it's like, let me search Sombra. And it just pulls up like, you can just infinite list of people playing Sombra. And it's like, oh, highly rated, highest rated game with Sombra in the game currently being played. And you I go like and, and you click on that game. And it's just like a five minute behind live thing. Where like, or they could take... They could honestly make it like a minute behind, whatever. Like Dota is like all oh, wards. Ah, you could stream tonight, whatever. But like Overwatch, you're not you're not really given info. Like, oh, they're hiding back. You know, like that that's not gonna matter a minute later, anyways. Uh, but you Dota know, has you that where you really... can. Sorry, go ahead. Finish, finish your point. Finish your point. Sorry. I was just saying Dota has that where like 
you can go and look at, I want to watch somebody play this hero. You click on the game. It takes you into the game. You can watch their perspective. You can see everything they're doing. And it's like two minutes behind the live. Like they're, they're playing it right now. Um, I think if you could do that in the game while you're in queue or not in queue, or you just, you just go look, you just go watch somebody for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever um, to like see a perspective or get a, get a replay or whatever, or see the leaderboard where you can go look at the leaderboard, look at their match history, look at their game, pull up that replay, check it. Like that would be all so of that fun to spectate live matches. Just yeah, like, you at that point too. Like just exactly. I would love to go down and just like live commentate like actual live bronze games that are happening right now. All right, you're a little toxic there. A little toxic. No, <laughs> no, it's good content. It's good content. Listen, if flats. Oh, here, I know. I know the YouTube. I know the YouTube. <laughs> bronze just like, make like YouTube. Fun. I mean, again, this is just a random. Here's like, flats. Here, but, yeah. By the way, oh, Sam. By the way, there's another thing that you should know. By the way, I I, I don't know if you follow over the Dota patch. Boger is a big proponent of this with the recent Boger. Dota patch. They made it so that uh, at, at the highest level, they don't actually matchmake them anymore. They put them in a lobby and they let them pick who's going to be on each other's team. So like at the highest level, they're like, because they did because that data. I didn't yeah, even see that because they were like, okay, well you guys at the highest level, you guys know each other so much. And like, no matter what we do with the matchmaking, something's like effed. So like, here's there's what we're going to do. We're tricks. just going to let wait. you guys pick your own, like pick wait each other. You, you mean pick the squad. that you mean that they're giving each other the ability to control their experience huh i, I thought like the hero bands i feel like everyone's got their agenda i feel like i shouldn't have i shouldn't have started the pop. game i think if they get to choose what they get to do with their experience unlike the rest of the community just because they're good that they, they shouldn't be allowed to do that because that's gonna ruin the game yeah i agree only only from gold onwards bronze and yeah. silver can still just do whatever right yeah. Yeah. i agree <laughs> well we can actually um, spectate their games I want to rewind real quick on something because I just mm -hmm. just thought of um we talked a little bit about Valve. You guys talk about Dota, but I actually want to bring up Counter Strike, um because they are going through their own little number two sequel. I don't yeah. know if you guys are oh, caught yeah. up on the news on that Counter Strike Two, fellas. And what's 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 really sending me about that entire situation right now is the response that the Counter Strike audience and demographic have for that compared to the Overwatch audience and this general <laughs> yeah. response. First of all, I'm not seeing Dunkey making no no hate video about CS2. Um, if you look at what CS2 is, they're just upgrading to the Source 2 engine, which Dota 2 has been on for, for years now, by the way. They're just upgrading the engine. Fair enough, they are upgrading the engine. We'll give them that. Um, but fundamentally, the game doesn't look too different. Like you, you would not be remiss to call that a literal like marketing update, right? Yeah. But let's think about what Valve really doing. They're making CS2 as a way to reinvigorate the game and to get players back because they know that Valorant sold a lot of their player base. And they want CS to be... It's, it is pretty relevant, but they want it to be more relevant, especially uh, amongst the younger audience who's leaning towards Valorant. So for me, on the outside, I don't really see a difference between the CSGO to CSGO 2 situation than the Overwatch to Overwatch 2 situation. Are they both not just updates, Right. I'm gonna get in their chat and just be like, "What's the, the difference?" Here's the thing, but here's the thing. This is this is the part that sends me up the fucking wall. Is the difference in player base and difference in demographics means that for Overwatch going to Overwatch Two, everyone clowned on Overwatch Two update, Overwatch One Point Five, Dunkey gets a fucking ten million viewer video, fucking shitting on it. Cool. No one cares that CS:GO is doing the exact same thing. In fact, in fact. The CS audience is like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. I can't wait. This is the best thing ever. Thank you so much, Valve. I love this so much. 
it's like the complete opposite. I'm like, you, whoa, what is going on? I'm not living in the fucking upside down. Like everyone hated it for Overwatch, but now everyone loves it for CS. Like to make it make sense. Like it just it blows my mind. I will I say, think... go ahead, Sam. Okay. You go... okay. I will say that in 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 to devil's advocate your point, and I agree that. I mean, partly the it's the uh, ineffable factor of people just hate Activision Blizzard. Like the community true, just likes shitting on them. Like they just it's it's fun. It's a fun activity, and you can't even say you sympathize because as much as I sympathize with the team for devs of Overwatch, you can't say that Activision hasn't deserved the flack it's gotten. So like on that hand, there's that. Yeah. I will say that when Overwatch Two was announced, it was announced with quite a, a, a fanfare and aplomb of like, we are going to Jeff Kaplan's words, we're going to reinvent the sequel. We're going to drop yeah. a PvE campaign that's like nothing you've ever played. <clears throat> and then three years later, it does drop in early access and it's the same game, right? So, like, I will say that there is a, like, I, people were hyped about Overwatch 2. Out there. Yeah. People were hyped about Overwatch 2. It's just that yeah. f years went by and it never delivered. And we still, we still haven't, actually. We still haven't gotten the that's Overwatch true. 2 part. We're still waiting. So, like, I, I guess the expectations are more. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the. Single player obviously is, or I say single player, but the campaign is going to bring in like this whole new audience of people that don't like to play online multiplayer games that they just want to like play with their friends against bots in like a good, not like, oh, it's bots, uh, but like a, you know, they like the story the mode. They like, yeah. yeah, they, so, and then you got, you know, maybe speedrunners, maybe that happens where there's this whole like, oh, we can do this, whatever, you know, speedrunning. Um, so yeah, I think, I think. The potential to bring in i know starcraft kind of had that as well i think where they had the they added up uh what's it called i don't even know what it's called it might just be called the co-op the co-op campaign the co yeah they're just called co-op i never i've never played it but it's like super oh, dominant those are actually it's fun. really it's really popular actually yeah so essentially it's just it's just little missions that they create every week and then you can for, for anyone who doesn't know they're just like you just play with like a random other person if you want to or with your friend and you're both just playing in the thing. So it's like it's like totally not what StarCraft, even though it's such a hardcore, crazy game, it's totally not what the game is about, and yet right. it's very popular. And so the same thing could happen with with Overwatch. Uh, you know, with and I don't I don't know. The the biggest thing is gonna be, of course, the replayability and whatnot, but we don't have, we don't have to discuss all that. We 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 all know it. We're we're kind of just patiently waiting to, to see what happens. Uh, but and yeah, I, I sorry, go ahead. Does, doesn't that completely speak to the, the difference I'm pointing out in demographic, demographics for the player base, sure. like, or rather the interest for the player base, where the Overwatch player base is far more interested in the PvE content, single player co-op kind of stuff, like that's what they're waiting on. Whereas the Counter-Strike player base is so competitive that if, if if Valve came out and said, by the way, we're working on a PvE, their player base would probably say, why? Why the fuck are you doing that? It's a waste of time. Don't yeah. I don't want that. Well, I... Um, and to that point, I'm and, seeing a lot of discussion, even as someone who's not invested, I'm seeing a lot of discussion about like the servers and the tick rates and like this is like really important to the Yeah, those the, are things they care about. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're looking for a competitive experience and, and that's why like they're not shitting on the idea of CSGO 2, even though honestly speaking, Dunkey should make a video called CSGO 1.5 because that's actually what it is. But no one's hating on it. I'll make a parody video. I've loved that. Thank you for seeing that make my day. <laughs> Let me write um, that down. I'm not. I'm not hating on CS. I'm. I'm. What I'm saying is like I wish our audience was more mature about it. The way that Valve CS's audience is about their quote unquote sequel, which is really just an update, like our game was. Um, because what they care about is completely different. Like their their audience is loving the fact that they're getting a a, a 2.0 update because CS:GO 
was a fairly abandoned game as well. Like, it depends on what you define abandoned as, but that game got fucking very little updates. Very little updates. You want to talk about content? Like, people complain that we didn't get new heroes for, for however many years. Like, that game didn't get anything new for however many years. It's like, it's just nothing. Um, well, and it just, wasn't the, just the Overwatch audience that was necessarily shitting on Overwatch. Like, it was definitely people that didn't play the well, game. It was the entire gaming in, like, industry. It was the entire <laughs> gaming industry. Which, because it is different from CSGO, the, you know, the, the hyper-competitive thing that they're coming in and like it's not it's not that it's not the competitive i don't care why 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 are we making this not competitive um so that's why i think that we're seeing the big difference between like the casuals don't care to be like that's too competitive there's not a casual because there never was a casual part of that really and whereas the competitive were like ah oh, we could see this as the potential for a competitive game but it's more casual than competitive and it's not meeting our competitive standards so they're like oh by the way by the way counter-strike csgo they're ranked. You think ranked has had problems on Overwatch? Counter Strike's history of ranked was so atrocious that any high level player that actually cared about ranked didn't play ranked. They played face it. They played on third party, um, you know, servers and third party platforms to have their quote unquote ranked experience. It was, it was basically pugs. That that they paid for. That was a paid premium experience. By the way, they paid for that because ranked in CS:GO was so atrocious. So beyond all that, I mean, they. they you know, I, I just feel like there's there's never, you never saw the level of hatred towards Valve, or may, maybe it is just the, the literally the, the lawsuit that really shot Blizzard in the foot. Maybe it is that. Not that I'm trying to turn this into another laws, a lawsuit discussion, because I'm <laughs> sure we've had plenty of those in the past. Um, But it's just a totally different attitude. It's a completely different attitude than, you know, I think you, it's, you bring up a great point. It's like, it's not wasn't just the Overwatch audience, it was the entire gaming industry completely shat on the idea, idea of Overwatch 2. And now other games are doing it, and it's just crickets. It's literally crickets. It's, um, it's bewildering. Well, same thing for Battle Pass, right? Well, yeah. No, yeah, I, I mean, any any other games allowed to have a Battle Pass, not Overwatch, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's just, it just if you just look at the timing of when it all hit, like, you know, they announced Overwatch 2. Actually, if you remember, I, if you remember around the time, that was the Blitzchung controversy. I'm just remember thinking back now. It's at the time when Hearthstone... Uh, mm, mm -hmm. for, for those who forgot, essentially Hearthstone is a Blizzard's card game, and they had this pro player. I think he won, or he was certainly on their broadcast for their pro esports. He won something, and they asked him to say yeah. something, and he basically said "Free Hong Kong, uh, struggle of our time," or something to those words. And then he put on a game and then, like a gas mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was around the time that there was like controversy and unrest in or unrest in that area. Um. And, and then they banned him and took all his and money. And then yeah, they banned him, they took his money, they prized money away. No, and they, they, they did, said, they did. Yeah, they they, they literally back. banned him they from playing esports. Right? They, they eventually came back. Later, after him the back. community was like, what the hell's what going the hell? on? Yeah, this yeah. guy's so, saying something. And, and the rule book did say, like, nope, nothing political, whatever. Like, they had the right to do money. that, but... Yeah, so no, they, they like banned they, him, they I, took his winnings, they took the fact that he won, they, like, stripped him of everything. It was, like, a huge... I don't want to dwell too much. Essentially, it was a huge controversy, and that's what... Overwatch like was released. Before. Yeah, Overwatch was released, and people speculated it was as a reason to deflect from that criticism at that time, only for us to then, you know, several months later, have the bigger bad villain of the Activision lawsuit and the multiple lawsuits. That, that was have... a that was a year and a half later, because that was when that happened in BlizzCon 2019, and then Metro freaking leaked over. Lord knows how he found that one out. Uh, then. 
that was BlizzCon 20. Because Bitsy, it was you, me, and like PvP walking around the all BlizzCon in, in 2019. And I remember walking out with PvP and Frito and Nate, and like there were a bunch of protesters like at that BlizzCon in 2019. It was it was an insane scene. And then like Jeff mm -hmm. announced the, the wording, I think, is what really did it though. I think the wording and no one had ever done it, it was that we're gonna redefine a sequel. And I oh, think they that's have. just like a big Yeah, yeah. but even even <laughs> I think Avril is right that I just I do think that the sentiment around the company just got so soured. Again, I just think it yeah. became popular for everyone to shit on Activision Blizzard. It's, it's not really even Blizzard's fault because it's their tie-in with Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty is already a franchise that had like not a lot of affection amongst the community, mm -hmm. but Blizzard kind of got pulled in with all of that when the Hearthstone thing yeah. happened and then the lawsuits. Everyone just started associating every Blizzard product with like this one nefarious ideology. Listen. Here's Which other thing. companies get away with, by the way? No one ever brings Which, it yeah, up. Riot has, Riot has no had his own... No one ever brings it up. Riot has had his own things and people do not... It's just it's just the wave. I just really do believe it's like that... That There was like an era. It's, it's like it, it's hard to point to the one thing, but if you think about it at the same time, World of Warcraft also going through its own shithousery, right? Where like popular content creators like Asmongold are like raging and Final Fantasy is overtaking them and everybody's mad. So it's like it really was like lightning in a bottle if we were to analyze it, where it's like all these events just... Unfortunately for Blizzard, difference? You know at the same time, yeah. What? Uh, Riot made an anime, and we didn't. Real. I'm well, not. Yeah. And I'm not joking. I'm actually. I'm not fucking joking about that. That's actually the difference. No, it's no, not no. just that. It's not just that. It's Coda also that they too. made successful games at the time. Too. That's the really good. Fitz, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Seen it. I haven't. It's, it's really good. Really good. It's really good. But they also their game. Their communities were happy though. That's the other part though, Avril. Right? Like the Overwatch community was unhappy. And the World of Warcraft community was unhappy. Like the, the League of Legends community, the communities are happier. We'll say yes, that. Yes, they're relatively much more happy. Like if you look at it, at least from the outside looking in, they were happier with what was going on with their games. That and Valorant was relatively happier than what Overwatch's community was. So like it, it just hit that moment where everyone was like super pissed off, anyways, and they were able to like point at the big bad guy and say it's because Activision Blizzard are evil motherfuckers, and that's like now oh. the narrative. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not worried because I bet you anything that EA makes some kind of pay-to-win Star Wars game again, and then they'll become the villain. So it's good to do. They're, <laughs> they're due. Well, they only had the pretty bad release. Have, have enough years passed that we can try this again? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they only had a bad release to they, this well, to new be Jedi fair, game. Listen, we, we've had our down moments, but they did have the most downvoted Reddit comment of all time. I'm not sure if it's been passed. Of developers saying... We want our players to feel rewarded and, and <laughs> oh, yeah, as yeah. if they've achieved something when you're literally just buying like the pay to win guns. So yeah, at the least pay we never did hero. that. You know. Okay. So, um oh. on that note though, we should wrap it up soon. So is let's is any other topics you want or any other mentions you want to make on that topic before we head to concluding thoughts? No, all right. Yeah, well, sure. We need we, we need an anime. We, we need do an anime need bad. I mean, ironically, this is how every one of the podcasts ends now, where everyone's like, please, we, should, we need an Overwatch anime. That's the only thing that can save us. It's, it's, I'm not even joking. It's literally proven. Yeah, no. Cyberpunk as well. Cyberpunk as well. Look at Cyberpunk's rejuvenation with their anime. Yes. You, anything can happen. You can have the worst launch. Your game can be total trash. You can have a disgusting lawsuit, which Riot didn't, by the way, have. And by the way, here's a fun fact that most people, for some reason, just continue to ignore. Not a single executive, not one C-suite member, no executives, no no upper management members of Star from Riot got fired over that. Zero. By the way, they still work there. They still fucking work there, including people who were directly accused, still work there today. Not a single fucking one of them gone. But people ignore that. 
because all you got to do is wait. You got to just hey, don't look at the don't look at the controversy here. Shiny anime. Shine, look at this shiny anime. Ignore controversy. Look at shiny anime, and that works. It literally works. It does. It does. Clearly, case in point. Again, if you keep people happy with the shiny toys, and they maybe it's more it's when planned to launch with the PVE. You know, I mean, waiting maybe. to do the story, and then they'll make the movie about it. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah, they're like shit, shit, shit. No, I'm sure they the have already have planned leaked. it. Um, uh, so <laughs> let's on that on that note, let's let's think about what you know the the upcoming future. Jared uh, Neus has kind of already spoken about. There's a roadmap that's going to come in the middle of next month, middle of May. So that's when the Overwatch developers are preparing to tell us more about their quote-unquote plans for presumably PvE and its release. So what do we kind of envision for the next couple months of Overwatch? Like, what are we hoping to see? What are we hoping to hear announced? I'll start with Samito. So Jared's throwing me a curveball here because I want to say that We'll pro I okay in the ideal world by BlizzCon we'll have some form of PVE out. I think that one year past the release, October fourth, correct? October fourth of twenty twenty three, about a year later, we should at least have heard about what the PVE plans are. Um, other than that, uh, I'd like to see. Right, what was was the question like? What do I expect to see, or what do I want? Both, to see? both. What do you expect and want? I want to hear some more about ranked changes and overhauls the system, a tournament mode, stuff like that. I'm not expecting to hear anything about it though, because I just don't think that. I don't think that. I, I think that you you were right when you said that Blizzard has just kind of given up on that target audience. I I, I think they've. It, it sucks, but uh, the reality of ranked is I, I'm making a video on it this week. I think I think this ranked system is objectively worse. It has some benefits to it. I think there are some parts of it that are better, but. Uh, not being able to see, I miss seeing my border. I miss seeing my rank. I miss seeing like numbers, and I I would love to see ranked get the improvements I think it deserves because that drives a, 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 again. The, the, you talked about Avril earlier about the drive of your average consumer to watch esports. It's because they want to improve themselves, and I think when Overwatch was regarded to be the top of the industry, I'm not saying it's horrible now, but back when it was the game game of the year, right? Still all, the only shooter to do it, by the way. Still the only shooter game to ever to do that in that in I think the entire previous decade, right? So incredible achievement on on their part. Um, you know, I just love to see stuff like that happen and them try to reaffirm their stance with the competitive audience. And I think the casual audience will be in a good spot when PVE comes out. Um, but I, I would love, I want and expect to hear something about PVE come BlizzCon this fall. If it's I, I think it's happening either way around that time frame. Um so that's that's all it really is for me. I'd love to. I listen. I'm a big Borderlands fan. The amount of hours I have on Borderlands is awesome. And if, and no one here has played Wonderlands yet, which was like their kind of spinoff side project. It's I like played a mix between. Dude, it was awesome. The spells were freaking sweet. So if you guys want a day away from like a, a about a weekend away from Overwatch, give Wonderlands a try. You will have a freaking fantastic time. Um, just stuff like that. I want to see more about it. I hope to see more, and um, it'll it'll be sweet when it when it comes out. So that's that's it for me. I hope so. Uh, Fitzy, you go next. We'll let Avril round us off. Well, I expect to see something about somber changes. You know, do I want it? Eh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, uh, but going to the ranked point of Samitas real quick. The um, they had you know wanting to see your rank and stuff. I. I Definitely going into a game knowing what rank it is helps. 
for sure. Because there's a big difference between this is a GM1 game and this is a GM4 game. Of like, and they did do that. I, had to, yes. I forgot to say that. They did and do so that. maybe they, they are like, oh, we'll just slowly kind of bring them back. I'm still waiting for the, like, if you're in top 500, it shows somebody who's top 500. Like, just give us that, you know, show us our rank. Little thing in the bottom left. So we can have it on our YouTube video. And you're like, look, I'm top 500. I'm ranked yeah. 27, whatever. Like, that definitely gives you the, the credibility um, to be like, Yes, I'm doing well, but this is also a high-ranked game. So anyways, um, what do I expect? I think at anniversary, what, the May 26th? <laughs> Hopefully something, but considering that Overwatch 2, you know, got released in October 4th, um, yeah. But I, I think May 26th, since, it was, since, since October 4th was like a early access, you know, maybe, maybe the May 26th they will... I don't know about give us something, but maybe give us like, hey, here's what's going on. But we did get a roadmap for like, you know, what till the end of this season. So, um, oh, and then we also have, you know, we don't have Rainbow Month. We have Pride Month. So that's cool um, that there, you know, there's little stuff here and there. Um, was it Rainbow Month before? No, it's just the, the, the badge was. is called Rainbow instead of Pride. Oh, so, yeah, so. Which, which, you know, it's it's a, it's one of those things. It's like, and honestly, personally for me, that's not something that I'm like hyper focused on, but definitely is important for a lot of people. So, um, but they're you know they're they're at least something. You know, there's a little something. Um, and I know I know a lot of people in the back end, or you know, that, that we talk to, um, are excited about that as well. Um, you know that that. Anyways, community managers and whatnot. Um, but anyways, what do I look for? What do I want? Um. Yeah, just I'm I'm just excited to have new heroes. I'm gonna be honest. Like the fact that we're actually getting content. I know I'm I'm still on like the Overwatch too high of like. Listen, every every what, twenty weeks we're getting a new hero. Like that is, for me, is what I care about. Is like, you know, I've been grinding Life Weaver. I that's what I would do. Is like I'm playing Songroom, doing some stuff, and it's like okay, oh new hero, all right. And you're playing that for a couple weeks, and like. There was that nice pattern of like going between I'm grinding the ranked, you know, and then I'm playing the new thing and then going back and forth and then PV will happen and whatever. So I'm just glad to have that to kind of rejuvenate. And I think they're doing really good on patches as much as, you know, like they're changing stuff. They're willing to change stuff. Excited about that. And they're okay with kind of throwing something in and taking it back and they're also not afraid to piss off the Mercy main, so respect yeah. to them for that. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Uh, finally. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, I don't know if that really answered your question, but there you go. No, it's that's a good my, response. That's my concluding thoughts. Avril? When you said Mercy, I wanted to hear the annoying one more time. I was just like, that'd be no. uh, <laughs> Someone had to say it. Um, one sec, I just be RB. Carry on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention PVE. I'm not gonna mention any heroes or any patch or things like that. I'm not gonna talk about ranked. Either. I'm gonna talk about something different in terms of what I want. I don't know. Is this like a wish list or what I? I don't know. What what I want to see on on a, on a uh, roadmap is this. This needs to. I think this would be really cool. Valorant just announced their tournament mode and all that kind of stuff, and everyone's really excited about that from the Valorant circles. It seems like you know most of the players are into that. Uh, I, I want to see something similar to that come online for Overwatch in the future. 
on a roadmap. That'd be really cool. So, yeah, I think without there's a market hearing, for it. Without hearing, I'm guessing this is Valorant's Team Q. Uh, what you were just well, it's a tournament about? mode. I, I don't think it's... A, yeah. Is it a Team Tor Q? Yeah, tournament, sure it's like, tournament mode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's a, like it's a, a yeah. tournament mode. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, so they, you guys have done a great job representing Frito today. You guys have hit all of his bingos, so congratulations. What were his bingos? Hero bands? I, I was the original Frito replacement for a little bit for like a few episodes, <laughs> so you know I'm, I'm glad no, I'm in that. Yeah, you have you have cemented your own spot in the yeah, legend. Yeah, not at all, not at all. Definitely <laughs> for sure. Not God, a replacement. Just one more side point. Yeah, go on. Sorry, ahead. this is to, uh, sorry. I <laughs> custom games. If they can make it to where people can build a map, I think that would be huge. So map editor. Uh, well, another yeah. Talantis. No, just like imagine you could just like make a maze or like make a something where you're like I don't know. Anyways, sorry, I I, I didn't want to add this discussion. Whatever, just that was a thought I had. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I map, think that map would be editor, basically map editor. Yeah, that would be that, that. Sounds like a lot of work though from it the is. dev side. Like creating a a map editor is but like the, insane. The longevity of the game, and maybe this is me coming from StarCraft. Like before I went competitive, I played all these user map settings where they yeah. were making the custom games. And is, like, is that, it Workshop kind of doing that? It's yeah, but well, imagine, so basically but you, you don't get to manipulate the, the maps assets. that exist. You can't just like build a building. In, in Star, again, in the map editor of like StarCraft and Warcraft, you, you get all the assets that are in the game, so you can literally put them in whatever like fashion you want and design. Like, yeah. if there's a if there's like a lamp, you could put that lamp anywhere. If there's like a, a, a tile, but then for you have a to ground, create a map editor, yeah, then which you, is, yeah, which is, which like is a, a lot of work. Thing. A lot Do of it. work, obviously. Like, it makes their own before. story missions. We've discussed this before, but like I'm, I'm guessing Sorry. it's something they want. It's just obviously again in the live service model. It's like if you're making a map editor, you're not making another hero. So they'd rather have another hero than have a map editor. And it, and it would serve like so. I feel like Certainly so few it. players would engage with that in terms of. I'm sure they would play it, but I'm, so few people would Ooh. make stuff from it. Oh no, no, no! I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the workshop Fortnite people would... and those guys would beg to differ. But... Okay, maybe if I, I'll I'll cop the L then. I'm sure. I guess I would not well, be well, able well, to well, do well, the you, stuff that people make, wrong. but those. You're not wrong, but like it, it's it's not about where it's at right now. It's about what people would want to do with it. And I think hot, this might be a hot take, and then Avril, you can continue. I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, I think Overwatch's game engine is still the best looking game engine of any game that has come out since Overwatch launched. I I have not seen one better than that, and the one before that that I thought was beautiful was Witcher Three. Gorgeous. Continue. What, what was the last game? reasonably popular game that had a you're about to say roblox and and fortnite i guess but i'm what i'm trying to get to is like most games don't release for that not because they don't want to just because it's way too much fucking work like they were they had a a map a snap map map editor for doom uh, 2016 then they didn't bring it back for doom eternal because it's just it's just too much work like for the, the more modern your game is the the harder it is to implement like yeah for like starcraft brutal or even starcraft 2 back in the day you could do it if there's ever going to be a starcraft 3 I don't think there's going to be a map editor for StarCraft 3. It'd, be, it'd be just be too much work. It'd be too hard to implement. <laughs> no, 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 no. They I think it's would. different. It's To be fair, it's different with, like, different Top down, yeah, yeah. It's a lot it's easier much to build. Maybe StarCraft just... is different. Maybe, maybe those are bad examples. No, I just, like, it's just like the top-down genre. Like, anything like that where it's, like, it's easier to just, like, have the assets there. Whereas, like, in an FPS game, it's, like... The blocks and stuff are so much different. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I agree with your point. Sorry, Brian. I didn't Go want ahead. to open this. I just... It's fine. That's something like, I thought also, about that, like... Because people Especially bring it up because of the guys. casual audience. 
Yeah, and not you guys, but like people in the chat are bringing up the Valve games. Like that's because they have Source SDK. There's like a whole platform called Source SDK that allows you to do all of this like modding stuff and like creating all the all the maps and whatnot. We we just don't have something like that for Overwatch, and it would have to be created. And that's just a shit ton of dev work, like an insane yeah. amount of dev work. Yeah, maybe it's Microsoft acquisition. <laughs> I, I, it's just it's just not a realistic expectation right now. I mean, again, you can look. I think there's like these are great examples of like stuff you can point at and say we should have had this. And there's like multiple of these. Again, you already mentioned the tournament mode. Like you can look at that and say, look, you, you know, in two three years, Valorant got a tournament mode. In less time than Overwatch, uh, Fortnite got a creative mode. Right. So you can point at them and, and in the bigger picture, say we didn't get them, but right, like saying like, okay, right now if they put in a a map editor to be great is like that's unfortunately like whatever plan they had they had because it isn't coming out anytime soon without like diverting a also, crap ton of resources to, to be fair valorant still don't have replays and we do so they, there's there's this give that's and take true. there there's some things that we have there's some things they don't have so true they don't have they don't have workshop we have workshop like this there's give and take there for sure the, yeah okay any any other thoughts on that and Avril? um yeah i just, just i just think like in terms of viable multiplayer features that would be engaging for the community that wouldn't be too insane of dev work obviously tournament mode is there's dev work on the engineering side for like how that's all going to use some ui stuff as well in terms of like how it's going to look and how that's all going to interact and um i i don't think is the valorant stuff out yet i think it's maybe not out but i'd really like to see like how it all looks again the trailer was insane i thought the trailer they did for the tournament mode looks so good and so engaging and and, and like that's exactly what I want. I want something like that for Overwatch. That's what I hope. Yeah, I do think that this is an area that Riot are better. Like their presentation of their news is is also good. It's not just the news; it's how you present sure. it, right? So like the way they drop heroes, the way that like I compare the way Valorant dropped their shit ass hero to Overwatch dropping their awesome and and much more like just cool Huge. hero, Polish. and yet they're and yet they're received so much better because the presentation of how it's done is like better than what Overwatch did where I feel like nobody I've, I've never seen anyone outside of the Orange community talk about Lifeweaver like not at all but I saw lots of people I, talking I, about I will say Rams though and Rams was yes, talked about was a lot really cool. and, and really Kirikos cool. was dope too Kirikos, Kirikos was, was dope but she had uh, a short so that's the, a little bit where's different where's the uh, Sojourn short? where is yes, that? that's apparently still coming apparently there was oh, wait, news really? that there's news that yeah there is one coming um, an animated yeah. short or they yes, showed yes. us that back in like july i feel cinematic. like yeah yeah there's like oh, a cinema wow. like you know the way the kiriko had one um so yeah i mean i i, I do think these other areas that are, are worth pointing out i think from my end yeah i look forward to what news they have uh i don't uh, yeah i i always you can i feel like i always trick myself into into trying too hard on ranked or something but at the end of the day i always do gotta remember that it's not really the priority like you know to your guys point like I'm hovering outside of top 500, but I don't know where. I don't know how far I am. It's just like every every placement. <laughs> I'm just like, you're better than 87% of GMs. How many of those are in top 500? You know, you know, I don't know. Like, what is you know, the number I'm looking for? Was. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, when that came out, we were we were in Discord, and Hawk was messaging me, and he was like, it was a screenshot, and he he goes, it was GM1. You are better than 100% of players in this rank. <laughs> he's like... Could someone tell me what this means? And he's just yeah, like, legit. And the best part, he was on his Moira arc too. He has he's like a seventy percent win rate in on Moira, just like one tricky Moira, just because. Yeah, so it's like the, these frustrations exist, but then I also remember that like yeah, it's not really, it's not really about that. So I look forward, yeah, just like more news, more more cool stuff. I hope we can kind of, 
I, I, I will say I'm very disappointed with how Lightfoot was received in every way. Like, I, I feel like the hero's play was received poorly by the community, and I feel like the release of the hero being this, like, I, I, just, I just think he's really cool. I like cool looking dude. He's like a cool backstory. First openly pansexual hero. Like these are great is, things that is it is it because no cinematic? Is that part of it? There was did yeah. he even have a um like a not not the He had an origin story. Yeah, he had a little origin story. Uh which released with it with him with the the deer and the tree and all that. Which like it was cool. I just I I, I don't know the answer. I'm not sitting here and pretending to be expert who's like if Orush just did this, the heroes would be received really well. But, like, I can't help feeling, and this was part of my lost discussion with Frida, where I was like, if Riot drop Lifeweaver as a hero, I guarantee you he breaks the internet. Like, I guarantee you every person in the gaming industry is talking about Lifeweaver, but we just weren't. And I don't know why that reason is. It might just be part of what Avril said, where everyone just loves to shit on Overwatch and will praise to the hilt something another company does. But there's not a doubt in my mind that if Lifeweaver had been dropped by Riot, he would have been received, like, twice as well and i'm just kind of i don't really have like a concrete thing of it i'm just like i wish that was different and i hope how, that how was it themed how, how was it themed when it came out because kirika like the ones that overwatch have done insanely well have been very dark thematic stories and i feel like life weaver is not like a very dark personality right like ramatra's dude that was crazy when he was like talking about like you know like the pain of the omnics and stuff kiriko's was a very like trap rappy trendy theme and the one that we haven't talked about that I think is the coolest one they ever done, Sigmas was nuts. Like the dark theme around Sigmas, like kind of losing his mind. That was crazy cool, right? And even even Sombra's Fitzy when she first came out, I remember the hype around that, like infiltration, like they're a part of talent. Like this this might be a crazy thing to say, but I feel like the super dark thematic ones that have like suspense to them just do really well. And like Life Weaver, it's the not mystery, a shot of the character yeah. at all. The mystery, yeah. Like you know, he's he just seems like a positive, you know, happy go lucky dude. You know, he's just hanging out. They all have to be flawed. They all must be dark and deeply traumatized. Forming to you know society of of perfection, like the that was that was I think his whole spiel. Yeah, I didn't see it, so maybe I'm an idiot here. But I think it's cinematics, legitimately. Yeah. I, I think I think most of the best releases we've had. We're tied to a really good cinematic. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Although, again, Ramatra does does uh, defy that. Where I do think he was received. I still don't think yeah, received okay. as well. Not well, as well, well no, but... But Sigma Sigma didn't have a cinematic either. Like, his just origin story was so, so dark. And, like, it was, so, like, the so, voices and, like, the piano. Dude, master class. I, I, I figured out. I figured out. If you're edgy enough as a hero, you don't need a cinematic. But otherwise, you do. <laughs> you need a cinematic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you have both... Yeah, 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 GG, it's break over. The internet, you, break the internet. Yeah, you hit well, the jackpot right there. Well, yeah. maybe the next support hero will be really edgy and have a cinematic. We can only, we can yeah, only give hope. Us, then is, we can there test our theory. Support hero? I don't think there is. Moira, is that the closest? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think Moira was edgy. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she was. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. we'll leave that for the community to decide. Chat was Moira edgy or not? So <laughs> yeah, on that concluding thought. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to Avril, Samito, and Fitzy for joining me and giving me their time. I appreciate it as always, guys. Uh, and I hope that, yeah, I hope there'll be more fun stuff for us to talk about coming soon and lots of fun stuff in Owl as well for, uh, for us to Leads dig into. Back. And yeah, let's, let's, let's multi-stream on go. all the bloody platforms that come out and let's see how we well, do. And, and add right. contenders teams to the NA pool because I'm just saying 
we've been cooking a little bit recently. That's all I'm saying. Let us cook. I like it. I like it. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, guys. Peace out.